more variety. The city is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other man to save burn free. No need to change. Keep it tuned to city. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 7.3 Mission the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
27 minutes past 6 97.3 City FM Oh, I love this song Daughters of Glorious Jesus I will dwell under the shadow of your wings Hide me, hide me in your secret place For he that dwells in the secret place of the Most High Shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty And I will say of the Lord He is my refuge and my fortress My God in Him will I trust Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler And from the noisome pestilence You you will not be caught in a crossfire You will not be at the wrong place at the wrong time You will not be the victim of a stray bullet He says he will cover you with his feathers And under his wings will you trust And this is what I like His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler Not make believe Not smoke screens His truth shall be thy shield and buckler You will not be afraid for the terror by night Nor for the arrow that flies by day Nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness Nor for the destruction that wastes at noonday A thousand shall fall at thy side And ten thousand at thy right hand But it shall not come nigh thee Only with thy eyes shall thou behold And see the reward of the wicked Because you have made the Lord Who is my refuge Even the most high your habitation There shall no evil befall thee Neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling For he shall give his angels charge over thee To keep thee in all thy ways They shall bear thee up in their hands Lest thou dash your foot against a stone Three proofs of legitimate authority Provision Protection and promotion three proofs of legitimate authority if god is an authority in your life he provides for you he protects you he promotes you now if you claim to be an authority in a house in a workplace you provide you protect you promote it's not just chopping posts you can only legitimize your authority through these three provide for those who work with you protect them and promote them in due season this one is called business sense brought to you by adb you need a quick loan at better terms than a previous one if you've been on the loan with us for up to a year let's talk about the adb personal loan top up where you enjoy reduced interest rates, extend your repayment period, and maintain your existing and repayment amount. Call 059-384-4898. ADB truly a Greek and more. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS.
unleashing the power of Redwood Radio. This is City 97.3. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Getting into the newspaper review segment Brought to you by Total Energies Inducted into the CIMG Hall of Fame for Petroleum We are committed to delivering quality and innovative products This will enhance your experience Because we know our success depends on you, our cherished customers We are a multi-energy company committed to delivering excellent and innovative products and services Oh yes. Mm-hmm. What a month. What a day. It's the eighth day of March, International Women's Day. It's also the fourth day of the Heritage Caravan. Actually, the fifth day, this morning, the Caravanites will be leaving Tamale through the Mole National Park and drive all the way through the Fufususola Road. You know Fufususola? They will use that road and get to Bole, turn at Bamboy, and drive all the way down to Sunyani. It's going to be an exciting day as they also look for the elephants. Eh? The duikes, the antelopes, and the bats. <laughs> That's at the Mole National. You know, if you go to Mole, it's a beautiful place. It's a big. It's so big. It's like I don't know. It's like Mississippi. It's huge. It's huge. It's, <laughs> it's, it's big huge. like Mississippi. Yeah. yeah. And, and the rangers are mostly from the area. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. You see them in their uniforms mm-hmm. with their their rifles doing their attention. Mm-hmm. Salute. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, Bernard, yesterday I saw the performances, colorful as they are, yeah. exciting, energetic. Yeah. I mean, fantastic from the Red Clay Studios. But, Bernard, yeah. I dare say that... Yeah. Despite all these good things that we're seeing from other parts, look, the mm. dance forms and the rhythms of the people of the water, none beats them. We can do a debate on that later. <laughs> I, I know you are ready. You've got to take your evidence and your facts. <laughs> and you've brought your, your drawing board. Africa love you, Joey. Hey. This one, then they start the drum. They start the drum. No, 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 no,
then they start the agbajada no sky they beat too much the one who starts like a town cry you will start the rhythm no side the game the game Baba Fika love you, Johi. Aha. Joko Faro, Gipo Chanyo. Then you hear somebody. Say, say, Jusu. Yeah. Agba, no. Aha. No, he's lost. Let's let's relax. Let's do it later. He's confused. Better. Good morning, though. I'm not very happy this morning. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Talk to me. I wish I could share your joy. You want to. You know, we know there are issues. But we have to remember our culture. No, 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 no. It's got to, we have to remember everything. Yeah, I always remember my culture. But to be, what's your, your issue? No, you are not happy with minutes. No, yesterday what happened in Ashaiman? Ash- 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 no, mean, this morning I'll give you the chance. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, I mean, went I mean, Sky is my man on the law. Yeah. Which which of the laws in this they country absolutely allows the military high command mm-hmm. to sanction its own operations to, go, uh, to go and effect in civilian areas to effect an arrest of over hundred people. And I heard the deputy defense minister yeah, man. say this that the, the military high command sanctioned. And this is the deputy defense minister. I think he's a parliamentarian. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is a parliamentarian. Yeah. If hey. my memory serves me correctly. Yeah. Hey, then. So, so now they sanction their own operations. Mm-hmm. They effect their own arrest. Uh, and then they decide. And then who to hand it over? And then they decide when to hand it to the police. Police. You see, in, in terms of enforcement of the law, which is it's, what they were yeah. seeking to do, they, they have, have they absolutely no, right. no authority yeah, yeah. under the laws. In of fact, to do. in another jurisdiction, the police can issue a statement. Yeah. And say what happened there was lawlessness yes. because the yeah. police are the ones who have the mandate to enforce civil yes. order. So, and in fact, we are told that there was an there was a report made to the police mm-hmm. after the, the police incident. were investigating. So the police are already aware mm-hmm. that the man has been killed, and they are already been told somebody went to make a report. Mm-hmm. So this is not like some you are in the middle of some movement somewhere, and then something has happened. Mm-hmm. So we'll deal with it. And also okay. the other the issue vaccines. was the vaccines as well, which has seen some movement. The minister movement. eventually. No, in terms of the minister's appearance before the public, mm-hmm. uh, eventually addressed the media and issued a statement. We delve into the statement, but the truth uh, is that mm-hmm. the vaccines have still not been; they are not in. I think for some mm. reason the minister is running away from speaking to the matter. on the record in parliament. Yes, because he's yes. well aware yes. Yes. that if he makes promises that he is unable to keep, yeah. then you can have the government assurances committee after him. So parliament said they gave him uh, what they use some technical term. He was given some leave yes so that he will excuse himself and address the public rather through a press conference which i find interesting because as you say mm-hmm. parliament is a house of record mm-hmm. so you can say at the press conference that we expect the thing in one week nobody will hold you but if you say it in parliament mm-hmm. and you lie they can hold you responsible no so who are you cheating maybe they are just not sure when it will come no no but what no 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 you see bernard anyway let's see how it was reported first let's 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 get ahead of ourselves let's see how the report was done okay so let me take off uh, this morning with the Ghanaian times a murder of soldier military swoops on a shaman beats arrest over 72 residents for questioning also we are told adopt right procedures to resolve labor disputes and that is coming in from the chief justice of the republic mm-hmm. and government to take delivery of measles vaccines soon 
according to the Minister mm -hmm. for Health, who is here on the front page, and two children mm -hmm. drown oh, after torrential rain. Botiano. Botiano. Yeah, we mm. story. Mm. Front page of the Daily Graphic. Government moves to deliver vaccines. Ajiman Menu assures citizenry. Uh, soldiers' reaction to dead colleague abusive. This is coming from uh, residents of Ashaiman. Mm -hmm. Help resolve impact of global crisis. Kujo uh, speaking to multilateral institutions. Let me take you to the Chronicle. Big story says slain soldier lover detained as Abongo boys turn Ashaiman into war zone. Terrible. Shall I look at that? It's a military and officer see, flogging. Those who have been sitting on social media saying they need a coup. You haven't been seen even this one is just comedy when you unleash people on the streets the kind of things they do you have no idea so please don't pray for what you don't know <laughs> you don't know also let me take you to a story that says gra exceeds a revenue target by 6.5 mm. billion ghana cities over mm. a three-year period mm. when as a <laughs> brainchild you know he likes this this thing which one when they yeah, say they that they also no child has died of measles the minister shouldn't be saying this uh, well i mean maybe he's denying claims that have been made but uh, that's not the issue people are, are, are sick as a result mm -hmm. and then africa deserves permanent seat on u.n security council all right Trump into the herald newspaper says gnpc saved from 1.6 billion dollar 419 oil deal as norwegian oil company drops bombshell on why it fled from south deepwater tunnel block uh, the soldiers on the front page of the herald newspaper as well says that they are being caught in shameful conduct mm -hmm. and uh, question here mpp mps to boycott ekufado's last but one sooner today oh where's that coming from they, they, they will not the final says this morning marauding soldiers unleash a mayhem brutalized residents of a shaman over killing of a soldier mm -hmm. also we're told no measles deaths in 20 years vaccines arriving soon uh they're quoting the honorable kweku ajiman menu and mm. the story about the two uh, children oh. who died mm. tragically yesterday at bochano the, the state of the nation is captured on the front yep, page yep, yep. so just doing what they, they what is unlawful mm -hmm. health sector in crisis, health sector in crisis. And after three hours of rain people mm -hmm. die again that's the truth well the new publisher says i have chopped all my ex gracia mama says you return focal Oh. <laughs> and then it's sort of a smiling former president Mahama on the front page of the paper. Mm -hmm. And the new crusading guide uh -huh. says this morning outbreak of measles nationwide shortage. Uh, no, okay. So it's an outbreak of measles, comma, mm -hmm. nationwide shortage. Mm -hmm. Vaccine to uh, be ready in few weeks, according to the minister. Also, <laughs> the story about the GRA also here on the front page. So it means that the Ghana Health Service mm -hmm. director has been proved wrong because he said on 23rd February mm -hmm. that the vaccines will be available in two to three weeks. Yeah. So tomorrow is two weeks. Now the minister is now saying few weeks. So one cannot be few. So it means that it's more than two weeks. So obviously that thing is four to five weeks. Okay. Do you understand? Yeah. If you put the two statements together, somebody has to be. Both cannot be right. Yeah, there's something. You can't say in 23rd February that the thing be in here in two to three weeks, mm -hmm. and then two weeks later say to be here in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's something some way, wrong. Some way, some way. You know, well, finally, for me, way. the public press's front page also deals with the Shaiman incident. And then minority child's government over the vaccine shortage. I inherited a severely challenged economy, but turned things around. This is the president mm -hmm. speaking. Let's go to citynewsroom.com. Akufado to deliver state of the nation address today. That's the first story. Super Tashana was sanctioned by military high command, according to the Ghana Armed Forces. Meanwhile, the late soldier's mother says, I'm devastated by my son's death. 
And then City News says, Health Minister fails to give definite date for arrival of childhood vaccines, mm-hmm. which is correct. And then AGI calls for reduction in taxes ahead of State of the Nation address today. Still on citynewsroom.com, uh, Northern Development Authority CEO resigns. Uh, Akufuado grateful to Turkish government for return of actual remains. And then minority slums government over vaccine shortage. Now, my John Online is talking about the Ashaman incident. 72 residents forcibly taken away by soldiers. This is the MP. Also, uh, military brutalized Ashaman residents after a soldier was killed. Then this one. Wastewater flowing on Accra Kasua Highway turns foamy. <laughs> the wastewater that flows on the Accra Kasua Highway, mm-hmm. you know, when usually it washes the 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 what do you call it the the hills, mm-hmm. is turned foamy. Mm. Yeah, so. and the victim narrates: soldiers put a gun to my head and threatened to kill me. This is one of the victims from the Ashaiman incident as well. City Business News lead story: government's decision to cut interest rates is good. This is Joe Jackson. Mm-hmm. Government's uh, decision to reduce interest rates. And then DBG to invest in agriculture value chain to tackle food insecurity. That's also on City News. Meanwhile, Nyahom Tamaklo says he warned Matic about incurring the wrath of the fans. This is a house of folk matter. You know. So let's get into the details. I think the latest on the military is on City because the, the I don't know if the papers have the statement. No, it that doesn't seem. Sent. Because uh-huh. I've looked through the... The statement came this morning. What does it say? Okay, the statement. I read, I read the statement. Okay, the statement is signed by uh, E. Agrikwashi, who is a brigadier general. Oh, congratulations to him! He's been promoted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the story, uh, mm-hmm. the statement actually is titled "Military uh, Conducts Soup at a Shaiman Targeted at Killers of uh, Young Soldier." And the story, uh, the statement says, personnel of the Ghana Armed Forces on Tuesday, the seventh of March, two thousand and twenty-three, conducted a soup in a Shaiman and its environs in a manhunt for some criminals who uh, are suspected. To have stabbed and killed a young soldier, uh, Trooper Imuru uh, Sharif, in the early hours of Saturday, the 4th of March 2023, at a Shaiman Taifa. Now, Trooper Sharif, uh, who was uh, stationed in Sunyai, was in Accra on a course and uh, had sought permission to visit his parents at a Shaiman, where he grew up, but was found in a pool of blood in the early hours of Sunday near the Ashaiman. Amania Hotel mm-hmm. in Ashaiman. Mm-hmm. Now, the Ghana Forces wishes to state categorically that the military operation, which was sanctioned by the military high command, was not to avenge the killing of really? the soldier, but rather to fish out the perpetrators of the heinous crime. Now, following the operations at uh, Ashaiman Taifa and uh, Tulaku, the military personnel kicked or picked up about 184 suspects 184 suspects exactly aged between 21 and 47 years old and uh, have since uh, handed them over to the military police and subsequently to be sent to the ghana police service for screening and for further action now during the course of the swoop the personnel seized 29 uh, slabs and 57 mini slabs of suspected Indian hemp and um, amnesia, among other forms of the narcotics. Now, the Ghana Armed Forces uh, also wishes to place on record that the swoop was not targeted at innocent civilians but was an intelligence led operation conducted on suspected hideouts of criminals and crime prone areas um, in the general area. Now, the Ghana Armed Forces, however, acknowledges that. Uh, 
Regrettably, some innocent persons might have been caught up in the operation and subsequently <laughs> suffered uh, some distress due to the location they found themselves at the time. Now, the Ghana Forces accordingly wishes to urge the general public to provide useful information, support the security agencies in weeding out criminals and miscreants from our communities and to desist from shielding and conniving yeah. with such suspects in order to be actually wants to say to curb criminal mm. activities in the country. We'll, we'll do with this later. Let me just give you a related story mm. where the mother of the late soldier says she's devastated oh, by oh, what happened. Oh, 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 the, oh. the gentleman was only 22 years old. Yeah. Allegedly murdered mm -hmm. uh, by people in the Ashaman area. Some people. Ifia Chera, some people, yes, mm -hmm. says she has no idea her son was visiting Ashaman after taking a sick leave from his base in Sunyai in the Bono region. Oh. So you see, there's, there's the a contradiction. The, yes, the, the the press release says he was supposed to visit his parents. Mm -hmm. Now his mother is saying that she had no idea her son was visiting the area after taking sick leave from his base in Sunyai. The death of Sheriff Imoru sparked the serious brutalization of residents in Ashaman by military on Tuesday, and Sheriff didn't have any friends. He was always with me. Some neighbors were always teasing me for turning me into a mommy's boy. I had no idea he was coming to Ashaman. I had no idea he would die like this. His death is so pitiful. I'm sad and devastated. Now, the 22-year-old soldier with the Ghana Armed Forces band in Sunyai in the Bono region was reportedly stabbed to death by unknown attackers on Saturday dawn. His uh, body was found on Sunday. And then he was said to be returning from his girlfriend's house in Taifa. This is the Taifa of Ashaima. Yes, yeah. And heading towards his residence at Zongo Laka in Ashaman when the incident occurred and then yesterday military personnel stormed Ashaman and basically just brutalized people mm -hmm. that's what they did and this statement they've sent claiming it was sanctioned so is, if this is a sanctioned operation happens then a non-sanctioned operation then we are there though yeah. because something okay. that is sanctioned Puni let's move to the health we'll, yeah, we'll come back to this let me talk about vaccines let me talk about vaccines and the government's according to the front page of the daily graphic is moving to deliver vaccines. Mm -hmm. The government is deploying all efforts and resources to fast track the delivery of the routine child immunization vaccines mm -hmm. that are in short supply in the country. Two out of the 13 vaccines used for routine child immunization have been in short supply since the last quarter of last year. Health mm -hmm. Minister Kwajima Menu gave the assurance at a press briefing in Christ today said the shortage was purely due to global supply chain disruptions and not because the government owed the Global Vaccine Alliance Gavi. He says since June last year till now, the government had paid almost 72 million Ghana cities to Gavi. Quote, it is very false for anybody to rumor that the country owes Gavi, resulting in the shortage. We do not owe Gavi. Mm -hmm. It is true we have had some vaccine shortages in the country since the last quarter of 2022. And then he goes on to mention it. The minister's assurance comes after the daily graphic. And this Thursday, February 23, 2023 edition, broke the news about the widespread shortage of some routine childhood immunization vaccines in the country. Well, if you go to the Ghanaian Times, they have a story saying the minority is worried about shortage of vaccines against childhood killer diseases. And the story is by Julius Yaupetechi. And let me just give you two quick quotes there um, from the minority spokesperson on health, the Honorable Kwabanami Takando. He says, quote, we don't want any big English and complex explanation. The vaccines should be delivered to the people of Ghana to save the lives of infants. Currently, all our children are at high risk. All we are interested in uh, is that tomorrow, by this time, the vaccines have been delivered and distribution has started. Peter. For me, there, there are a couple of interesting points. Mm -hmm. the, you see, the, the emphasis to downplay the seriousness of the shortage yeah. and to say, for example, that no child has died, yep. we don't owe Gavi, mm -hmm. 
-hmm. our vaccination program is still one of the best in the world we don't need all this right. it's almost like deflecting mm -hmm. we, we are okay so if your vaccination program is the best in the world why is it and for over two three months mm -hmm. you don't have vaccines in three critical uh, disease groups mm -hmm. what was the point in beating your chest to say you have the best vaccination program and the, to say no child has died mm -hmm. so is it to say that because of that people ask we should be ashamed that we criticize you I don't understand the angle of the press conference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get me? Mm -hmm. And there was no definite date given as well, which is worrying. Mm -hmm. In fact, the news story here is from City News is that Health Minister fails to give definite date yep. for arrival of vaccine. Now, this is two weeks after the Ghana Health Service director said mm -hmm. there will be vaccines in two to three weeks. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, the story says there's still no relief in place to resolve the acute shortage of vaccines. Bedeviling the country in recent months, as the Health Minister Kukwa Jimamenu failed to provide timelines on when his outfit would take delivery of some three key vaccines in short supply after failing to appear before parliament to answer questions on the shortage on two occasions the minister during a press conference at the ministry on information acknowledged the shortage saying it is true that we have had some vaccine shortages since the last quarter of 2022 and these vaccines are bcg measles rubella and oral polio vaccines and these vaccine shortages are nationwide let me do a health story related to the interview you had with um the doctor yesterday mm -hmm. on page 61 of the daily graphic uh, the ministry of health has launched what it calls the public health strategic plan mm -hmm. which will address worker recruitment and distribution mm. so the ministry of health has launched the plan to enhance response uh, to public health emergencies through human resource restructuring known as the public health strategic plan the five-year strategy outlines guidelines to address major barriers to responding to public health emergencies such as human resource distribution and recruitment hmm. president addresses parliament today state yeah. of the nation address agi ahead of that mm -hmm. is calling for reduction in taxes mm -hmm. the association of ghana industries is calling the president to intervene in providing innovative ways of broadening the tax net rather than slapping additional taxes that overburden private businesses. Association believes government plans of introducing a 2.5% growth and sustainability levy mm -hmm. and 20% excise duty on beverage companies may cause businesses to close down. The great acknowledgement chairman of the AGI, Chonam Clens Akbelu, <laughs> made the call ahead of President's State of the Nation address mm -hmm. scheduled for today, March 8th. And then he talks about this VAT already. Then there's the growth and sustainability levy, 2.5%. And then that's bill is before parliament. Then it's an additional excise tax, 20% on beverage companies, mm -hmm. increasing the levy on bottled water from 17% to 20%. Mm -hmm. Mr. Akbelo lamented. So we'll see how the statement goes this morning. Okay, uh, Bernard, let me just quickly draw your attention to uh, the two kids who were killed um, mm. inside Botiano. Uh, that story is carried by the finder on page four and uh, basically says that two <coughs> children died from drowning in the floods caused by yesterday's heavy rain mm. at Babadogo in Botiano in the English Yamanfro constituency. Now, George C spokesperson for the National Disaster Management Organization, NADMO, uh, said the bodies of an 11-year-old girl and her 9-year-old younger brother mm. have... Let me give you a related story before Godfrey comes in. So, wastewater flowing on Accra, Kaswa Highway, turns me after the rain. Now, the story says the stinking wastewater at New Botiano in the Gasab municipality of the Greater Accra region mm. has turned me after Tuesday's morning's downpour. The discomfiting effluence hey. is located between Old Barrier and the West Hill Shopping Mall mm. and pulls on a portion of the Accra Kaswa Highway. My Joy Online has been reporting on the in inconvenience caused by the wastewater to residents mm. of the area and how they and road users are struggling to cope with it. Mm. 
the situation got worse on tuesday morning thus increasing the level of danger posed to residents and then there are some very serious photos from the scene uh, that whole area i don't know that's well, why yesterday when i got back the car was you know smelling was, no, it was smelling lucky your car didn't get stuck Charlie. because sometimes the mud from the hills mm -hmm. gets onto the road mm -hmm. and then cars get stuck in it yes yes i saw uh, quite a number of these uh Adua Kambus and small small Kambus, yeah. let me end with a uh, story on page 60 very important uh professor awandari is talking it says we must invest more into research and he's speaking to african governments hmm. he said uh this was because most of the research done was through support from outside the continent and quote if you are going to get money from outside then those who fund the research will have a say in what type of research you should do and where you should publish it and all that mm -hmm. professor Awari, awandari said africans needed to fund their own research and generate the knowledge required adding that quote if somebody funds your research they will tell you whatever you discover you can't own it so you have to share it with them so we have to find our own research so that we well, own the, the knowledge. The UK's new asylum plan has been described as very concerning and that it would break international law, according mm -hmm. to UN Refugee Agency. Now, mm -hmm. the UK government's proposed asylum law is very concerning and will block even those with a compelling claim. The United Nations Refugee Agency has said they are rep in the UK. Vicky Tenet told the BBC the measure would break international law and was not needed to stop channel crossings now the prime minister said he is up for the fight to bring the law and overcome any legal challenges There's a big debate in the uk parliament over their so-called broken asylum system so you have a prime minister who is an immigrant essentially yes, and yes. then also the home secretary who is also an immigrant that's what they do and they have to be heading uh, what this kind of law which yeah. people are saying would, would breach international law that, that is how that's they do it they will use a face to do that thing. oh challenge <laughs> let's build our country that's what we have to do this is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. It's a minute to seven. City Business News is coming up next. Brought to you by MTN. Have you ever wondered how to subscribe to a particular MTN service and how to view, add, or cancel your mobile subscription all from one place? Just dial star 175 hash to access and manage all your subscriptions everywhere you go. And go, your OMC of choice keeps making life ever so convenient. We now accept Momo for all fuel purchases. Just remember to Momo it at Goyle. You can also use your bank card. That's all bank cards to buy fuel at Goyle. Drive to the nearest Goyle station now. Buy your fuel and pay by Momo, bank card or Goyle Go card. Visit any uh, of our social media pages for more information. Goyle, good energy. Goyle, yeah, yeah, dear. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Voice of business, Michael Obudu is here with the news. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, as the State of the Nation address is to be presented later today, we bring you expectations of various industry players. Also, Africa Center for Energy Policy, ASEP, calls for review of energy policies to tackle the sector's growing debt levels in the country. 
Down to details of our stories and the Vehicle and Asset Dealers Association, VADAG, is calling on President Akufuado to address the issues of overbearing taxes being imposed on importers at the country's ports. VADAG members lament that the high duties they are slapped with at the ports is crippling their businesses and they are expecting that the President will speak to these concerns in his address to the nation today. President Akufuado is expected to use the occasion to highlight key policy objectives of his government for the year as well as provide information how the government intends to address economic conditions. Here is the General Secretary of VADOC, Clifford Amanso, with their expectations in this year's SONA. We expect President to talk about the duty increments. A lot of tax components have been on place on our duty and as a result, scaling our business, the VAT has been now increased. So that makes a lot of sense difficult for us at the harbor. The recent weight, uh, the weight exercise by NOCO. That also, in fact, uh, you expect president to touch on that because those cars that, according to them, were stolen, were really examined, inspected here in Ghana, and they found out that those cars were not stolen at the time that they were clearing them. And we asked to pay duties on that. So we don't see why that these cars have been impounded for a very long time. And president has never been I don't know whether he's aware or he's not aware. There's no way that president can say that he's not even aware of this exercise. So we expect him to talk about that because uh, because of that exercise, some of our customers now even feel uneasy to come to our garage to buy the cars from us because they think that Yoko also issued a statement that if you are, they are going, the, uh, customers are going to buy a car from garage, due diligence should be exercised and all that. And as a result, people fear now to go to garages to buy. And these are some of the issues that we are now facing, which of course, it's putting a lot of dangers in our operations. That was the General Secretary of the Vehicle and Asset Dealers Association, Vadag uh, Clifford Manso. Meanwhile, President of the Traders Advocacy Group, Ghana, David Amwating, stated that his outfit expects the government to peg their dollar rate at the ports to enable traders plan their operations. We've been entreating this government, especially the Minister of Finance, to peg the rates uh, because it's making business difficult because if the rent is spent at the various port, it makes the importer and the trader work become easy in projecting into the future how much the person is going to pay as duty because we are going to bring our stuff. I don't even know the rate that they will use in calculating the import duties. You get it. So we are pleading. I, I don't even see the reason why this thing we've been talking about this thing since 2017. Just peg the rate. Let's do it quarterly. Beginning, we are wishing for even a year. But if, if you can't do yearly, let's start with quarterly. Every quarter, if I know the rate is around even nine to a dollar, nine cities to a dollar, then in going out, I can prepare. And if that is done, Believe you me, even some traders are even willing to pay the duty before the goods comes here. That was President of the Traders Advocacy Group Ghana. Tag David Amwating. Now, still on the presentation of the State of the Nation Address, economist Dr. Patrick Assuming is anticipating that the president will indicate a more comprehensive fiscal policy measure which will address the current economic crisis confronting the country. In an interview with City Business News, Dr. Assuming stressed that the president must detail the advancement his government has made with both the domestic and external debt program. It would be great to hear maybe additional specific 
fiscal measures. Don't forget that there's been many opportunities, starting with the budget and then also some of the demands that have been made on the government. For the government to come up with, especially on the on the fiscal side, some additional revenue and the expenditure measures. And those opportunities have been passed on. So it will be interesting to see what else the president uh, comes up with. But I'm not expecting anything groundbreaking from tomorrow's presentation. Yes, I would expect that uh, the president will give some update on where we stand with the debt exchange program. The domestic one is completed. The one with our foreign uh, creditors are still ongoing. So it will be good for the president to provide some update where we are and then also where we are headed with the IMF program. And the, beyond the IMF program, what else uh, the, government has, the government is planning to do to help uh, with the recovery of the economy? But, you know, again, I, I think those updates are necessary. And I also expect the president to give a, a credible assessment of the true state of the economy, where the economy actually is. And then also try and rally Ghanaians around their program that we are undertaking. That was economist Dr. Patrick Assuming. Away from that, the Africa Center for Energy Policy, ASEP, is calling on government to relook some of its policies, such as the cash water for allocation platform, as it is not fully serving its purpose. This follows government's assurance to the independent power producers that it is taking the necessary steps to address the energy sector areas of over $1.3 billion as part of its external debt restructuring. Commenting on government's decision, Executive Director of ASEP, Benjamin Wache, also called for the implementation of innovative strategies to address the issue. The outstanding is substantial. I mean, 1.3 billion is a lot of money. But the problem is bigger than the outstanding. So even if you are negotiating for some relief on the outstanding, how do you address the recurrent, which is even far bigger uh, okay. than the outstanding, uh, you know, debt? Because the debt has been accumulated every single day. Uh, okay. And there isn't enough strategy uh, to deal with it, um, what I saw in the release, the cash waterfall mechanism and the rest of it, they've been there all these years and failed to really deliver uh, on it. And with the current depreciation of the city, uh, you know, and inflation, the costs in the sector are really going to go up. And you need to be able to uh, recover that through efficiency, uh, you know, intervention that really allows ECG NETCO to be able to uh, sell power, recover revenue, and address uh, the payment requirements uh, of the sector. That was the executive director of the Africa Center for Energy Policy, Asa Benjamin Wachi. Now, on the interbank foreign exchange market, where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 11 cities, 2 pesos. The British pound lost 1 peso and is selling at 13 cities, 1 pesos. The euro is also selling at 11 cities, 7 pesos. It recorded no price change. However, at some forex bureaus in the capital, the dollar is selling for 12 cities, 85 pesos, while the British pound is selling at 14 cities, 90 pesos, and the euro at 30. Ghana series. Let's now join Gillian Hammer for part two of the topic 10 tips for teaching your child about money. As we focus on teaching our children about money, we will cover another three tips today. Remember, the first four were one, appeal to different learning styles, two, consider their age in your approach, three, find and use key teaching opportunities, and four, speak in familiar terms. Number five is teach one thing at a time. 
Focus each lesson on one key learning. For example, if you spend your money on this, you can't spend it on that. Then back it up with facts or a summary message. Number six is use memory aids. Finding ways to help your children remember their money lessons, whether it's an acronym or a list or a golden rule, can play a big part in making sure they take your teachings to heart. Number seven is use the spend, save, and give tool. Simply get three clear plastic containers and label each one with either spend, save, or give. Then anytime your child gets money, be it a birthday gift, an allowance, or something else, encourage them to share the money between the three containers. You can encourage your child to put 10% in the gift jar, and when it is full, it can be donated to church or a charity of their choice. The remaining money should be split between the spend and save containers. If your child is saving for something big, then he or she can place more money in that container. That was Gillian Hammer of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN World and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Obudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day. And as always, please stay safe. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Twelve minutes past seven is that Wednesday edition City Breakfast Show. Kickoff is next brought to you by Le Shero. If you are a private school targeting to buy a school bus sometime this year, don't wait to come. Let's talk about our competitive school bus loan with convenient payment terms. Call 057-411-7851. Let's do it together. Le Shero, let's improve life. And if anyone had told me I would be a mathematician or cartographer, just dodging potholes using shortcuts to keep my fear running i would never believe them but now shell has given us a way out we go further with shell fuel save shell fuel save triple action formula improves engine efficiency provides or prevents deposit buildup and protects your engine from wear and corrosion makes your engine extra clean extra protection and extra savings all available switch to shell fuel save today because extra kilometers Go a long way. Benjamin Inkis here is joining us with kickoff. Welcome, Ben. Good morning, Bernard. Let's get into the headlines and former Asante Kotoko striker Eric Bekwin blames poor attendance at Ghana Premier League games on the poor quality of players. Now, Chelsea progressed to the quarterfinals of the UEFA Champions League while Bayern Munich take on PSG tonight. In the NBA, they were wins for the Mavericks, the Sixers and the Los Angeles Lakers. <laughs>
And let's get to the details now. Former Asante Kotoko striker Eric Bekwin believes the lack of quality players plying their trade in the Ghana Premier League is to blame for the poor attendance at match venues. In recent weeks, concerns have been raised about the lack of spectators at various league venues or Ghana Premier League matches. Now, according to Bekwin, fans are not attracted to the Ghana League due to the drop in standards. Uh, when it comes to the Premier League, way back, uh, we, we, we go for quality, not quantity. You understand? The experience too cannot be bought from the shop. It's been built. And those days, the likes of Nana Hindia, Steven Odu, Ismail Yati, Ismail Ado and Co., they've gone through the coast sectors and they've gone through all the range to get to the Premier level. It is today that any player can just jump into House of Folk First 11, Kotoko First 11. But way back, they will come and buy your star from your team, weaken your team, and go and bench that star. But for now, who are you mentioning? Who are you calling? Who is your reason why you are going to the stadiums? Because everything possible has been done, but still. So it tells you how we are lacking the quality. And look at the, the, the premier top teams when they are playing against the second division teams because they are equals. Most of them just came back from the second, the first. But before, you need to play to the highest level because there's no Matrai Makwe in House of Folk and Kotoko. So you had former Asante Kotoko striker Eric Bequin speaking there. Let's get to some other news and technical director of PSV Eindhoven, Ernest Faber, believes having football competitions across all ages is an important part of developing young players. Now, Faber made these comments during a working visit to the Tram de Vizier Academy, which is owned by former Black Stars and Great Olympics forward, Godringa Tram. No, the advantage of the Dutch uh, system is the competition. We have for every age we have a very good competition and um, if you are developing young players then it's very important that you have a good competition between uh, all ages. So uh, the best train with the best, uh, the best play against the best and every age and then we uh, decide that uh, young players uh, go in higher ages to get more resistance. That's important, find the right uh, resistance for every uh, age you have. Uh, no matter the age, could be 15 or 18, uh, because we are all considering ages in youth development. But when you are playing on the highest level, uh, the age doesn't count anymore. Then it's good or bad. So in preparation of that situation, um, put them always in a big resistance. So you had... Ernest Faber, who is PSV Eindhoven's technical director. Let's move on to some other stuff and let's get to the UEFA Champions League. Last night, some big results came through from the round of 16.
let's get to last night's action benfica football club they took club bruise of belgium to the cleanest thumping them by five goals to one in that particular one so seven one is how that game ended on aggregate benfica march on to the quarterfinals of the champions league and then it was chelsea football club overcoming a difficult first leg to win by two goals to nail at home to knock out borussia dortmund let's get some reaction uh, from the camp of chelsea raheem sterling and kai harvard have been speaking yeah it was a, a massive performance we, we had to dig deep and we, we took our chances you know recently we haven't had the luck and you know we, tonight we, we felt as a team and we knew we could do it and um, Kai, Kai done it in the end this, the second time definitely but again I see Kai shoot penalties a lot of times in trading and bro I was so confident even though he missed the first one he knew exactly what he was doing and he was confident again and we knew he was going to put it in the back of the net I don't know anymore but I just thought oh no I don't know but then uh, obviously you know the referee uh, yeah, uh, let me retake the penalty, so because I was a bit nervous, but at the end I, I scored, and that's the most important. Yeah, it, it takes a lot of courage to step up again. And not only did you do that, you put it in exactly the same spot. Yeah, I mean, I tried to, to wait, you know, to, to look at the keeper, and uh, yeah, I saw that he's going to go again for this side, so obviously the second one was a bit easier. So you heard Chelsea forwards Raheem Sterling and Kai Havertz speaking there. Let's hear from Jude Bellingham of Borussia Dortmund sharing his thoughts after his team's defeats. I've seen, I've not really seen the incident back. I don't know if I'm going to get to it, there, but I, I've not seen the incident back um, from where I was. It looked like it was pretty close, and you know I'm not sure what more he can do with the hands. But yeah, I don't want to get in trouble. I've played enough to, to them lot. So, but yeah, I think the, that that in itself was um, was disappointing. And then the fact that they've had a retake, I think um, it's a joke. Um, I think for every penalty, especially when you have such a slow runner, there's going to be um, people encroaching to the yards, um, to the box by a yard or so. But that's the game, I suppose. He's made the decision, and, and we've had to live with it. But you had Jude Bellingham of Borussia Dortmund now today. There's Bayern Munich taking on Paris Saint-Germain. Is Bayern leading by one goal to nil from the first leg? PSG will be seeking to overturn that deficit. Tottenham Hotspur will also host AC Milan at the Tottenham Stadium. AC Milan lead by one goal to nil from the first leg. Now Spurs manager Antonio Conte wants to install the desire to win something every season in his team. For me, um, uh... This season represents a success if uh, if uh, we we fight if we fight to be competitive uh, to win something yeah and uh, I think that uh, this uh, has to be our uh, our target and Tottenham uh, as a club has to needed to have this target every season to fight for something important to to fight to win and, uh, but you know to win is not easy. It's not easy. It's not simple, and uh, I think you are in. Uh, we are in the country that uh, is uh, the more difficult country to to win something. So you heard Antonio Conte, who is Tottenham Hotspur head coach there. That's how the action will break down tonight in the UEFA Champions League. Let's move on to some other stuff. And Liverpool veteran James Milner has been made a member of the Order of the British Empire for his services to football and to charity. The former Man City midfielder was presented with the honour by Prince William in uh, the investor ceremony on Tuesday before sharing a laugh with one another. Now, the 37-year-old has spent two decades in the top flight winning every domestic trophy at club level including the Premier League title the Champions League, the UEFA Super Cup and the FIFA Club World Cup 
Yeah, pretty surreal. Um, like I say, amazing. Feel very fortunate to, to come down and receive it. Um, you know, coming to a place like this and, um, you know, obviously a, a, a lot of hard work gone into it on the football side from a lot of people. You know, I've, I feel fortunate that, I've, um, you know, the people I've worked with, the people who've helped me within my football career and then, you know, on the charity side as well, my family and my wife and um, all the people who have helped us raise so much money for the James Milner Foundation. Um, you know, hopefully all those people feel proud today as well and, and, and that's a accumulation of, of their hard work and, and their support also. So you had Liverpool veteran James Milner speaking there. Let's get to some other news in the Ghana Football Association in collaboration with development partners Betway will organize a leadership and development training program today for women's league administrators. Now this forms part of this year's International Women's Day. The mentorship program for the Northern Sector will take place at the um, Lancaster Hotel in Kumasi while the Labadi Beach Hotel in Accra will host the Southern Sector. Let's get to some NBA action to close out the bulletin and the Dallas Mavericks needed big um, scoring nights from Kyrie Irving and Luka Doncic to beat the Utah Jazz. The Wizards won on the road against the Pistons. Giannis and the Bucks were up against the Magic. They won that one 134 to 123. And then the New York Knicks finally losing a game, this time at home to the Charlotte Hornets. In the other games that were played, the Sixers were winners against the Timberwolves. The Lakers also were winners over the Memphis Grizzlies. Big night for Anthony Davis again. And then it was more worry and woe for the Golden State Warriors. 128-137 is how they lost to the OKC Thunder. The Brooklyn Nets were winners when they took on the Houston Rockets on the road. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia, the small sport at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Health Tidbits is brought to you by the Nyahoo Medical Center. Welcome to Nyahoo Health in the City. Today we look at palliative care, which is a specialized type of medical care for people with chronic life-limiting and terminal conditions. These include heart failure, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, Alzheimer's disease, cancers, just to mention a few. Palliative care focuses on providing relief from symptoms such as pain, shortness of breath, and anxiety, as well as improving the quality of life for patients and their families. Palliative care can be provided at any stage of an illness, it can also be provided alongside curative treatments. So reach out to our palliative care team to provide that dedicated care to your loved one. Call or WhatsApp us on 050-143-6662 for further inquiries or follow Nyaho Medical Center on social media for more health in the city tips. Nyaho, improving your quality of life. Health Tidbits was brought to you by the Yahoo Medical Center. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS.
unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise.
7.35 One of the gifts Ghana got is called CK Man CK Man Oh my god What a man And we're privileged You know Sky One of the things I'm, I'm so proud of at City mm-hmm. Is opportunity Give me to meet Some really True legends Yeah Absolutely you know, CK Man Mm-hmm. would routinely come here during the mogul days yep. and he would subject himself to interviews from novices like us exactly talking about his music mm-hmm. how he he, he learns his craft mm-hmm. what inspires his lyrics yep. how he learned the instruments mm-hmm. what the 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 circuit was like in the days of the curfews you know how they had to travel to nigeria mm-hmm. you know it's it's amazing yeah. so a lot of these songs when i hear I remember the things they tell me. I remember one of the interviews he spoke about how nightlife apparently Charlie. died because Charlie. of the, the cool days. Charlie. Many have had to leave the shores Charlie. of Ghana uh, in pursuit of Charlie. greener pastures and, and, and all of that. And, and and those actually expanded the tentacles and, and, yeah. and the influence of uh, yes. the name. So Ambuli, for example, will tell you that his sojourn in Nigeria mm-hmm. and his relationship with Fela influenced his style. You know Ambuli's style? He will start a long instrumentation yes. he'll dance uh, before you can so fella, yes. fella will start the song mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go and cook rice and come he doesn't need the intro because he has time yes that's right yeah. it is live Charlie. You know, they are playing the instruments live everything yeah. on point recording yeah. live yeah yeah so Charlie give me and, and those give things are missing in today's music Charlie, there's no time yeah, I, you, know, you know the youth of today is not yeah. only the microwave that we have oh. yeah, we also have microwave music <laughs> you know how Fella wants to do a song. Yes. Then he'll start and he'll give himself like 13 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm. In the 13, the first four minutes is just instrumentation instrument. to warm up. Yes. Yeah, but we used to have that in our high life. Yes. But, we even have but, that but, that that but two things have changed. The yeah. media. Mm-hmm. So like media, a lot, a lot of people want airplay. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these artists were not doing their songs for airplay. airplay yeah. They were doing it for live performances. Mm-hmm. Yes. But these days when you are doing a song, when you get a beat, you say, hey, I lost it. By three minutes, no, you have to the song. So that's one. And also, people don't take time to invest in lyrics as much mm-hmm. the storytelling is not that strong these yeah, days because it's all about some woman it's also because the dj culture and the i think people want songs that they can do back to back so it's yeah. quick let's let's move the song along you know but you you see the last time i went to um you know city tv mm-hmm. um you know Tassano and mm-hmm. kwampa was performing charlie 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 the, the, you could feel yeah. the the charlie there's some power charlie. Some, charlie. 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 some people born on sunday and then you know they, they have taken this cloth thing we used to do you know? charlie. Uh-huh. They, 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 
savant. Yes. You know, and then they are playing the drums. These are university graduates. Can you imagine? And and you know, and, and to be able to play the instruments and sing at, at the same, same time, time. It's not easy. Charlie, the level of dexterity you I'm telling you, you know, I no, met no, them. No, I met them on Tuesday. Was it Monday? Uh -huh. And I took a photo with them. Mm -hmm. You know, they are just an amazing example of some of the things we like about our musicians. Yeah. So let let me let me do. So this is for all those of you in traffic this morning. You know, so if you are late to work, this is uh, mm -hmm. Jedu Bliambole. For many years, this was Richie Sky's favorite. Charlie, it remains. Charlie, like you get a car with good breeze, a proper like boost system. Thank you. You race it and you're on the Accra Kumasi road. Yes. Oh my God. Nice. This is the statue. It's warming up. The mom and the papa. And when you know, Rock and Zo. Everyone will feel when I'm agreeing. Everyone will feel when I'm agreeing. Oh my god. Happy birthday to Mr. Fred Adu, former COO of Fair Sky Commodities and Produce Buying Company. We honor and appreciate you, Daddy. Lots of love from Frida, the rich Adu kids, your grandchildren, and the entire family. And let me do this one uh, coming in from uh, Sandra Yiram Ati. It's a belated mm -hmm. uh, birthday wish to Dr. Felis Kwame Ave mm -hmm. of APSA, Department of Accounting. Mm -hmm. um, she's wishing you a glorious uh, birthday as you celebrate your birthday. Mm -hmm. May God grant you a healthy life always. God bless you for your humility. Happy birthday to Innocent Ousu, an immigration officer at Ho. May this day mark the beginning of more blessings, favor, and good health from your colleague officers at Ho. And to a dear friend, Peace Donuki Spioboso of NIB. It only takes a special woman to celebrate her birthday on the day set aside to honor all women globally. Happy birthday to Engineer Ni. Engineer Nai Opete Omai the third Sanahini of Ewutu Traditional Area, District Manager ECG Adenta, CEO Forest Grove Hotel, Ewutu Breku, and founder Amazing Books Company. Charlie this is a proper entrepreneur. What? From your siblings and your wives. Let's take the whole thing again. Happy birthday to Engineer Nai Opete Omai the third. Sanahini of Ewutu traditional area, 
district manager ECG Adenta, CEO Forest Grove Hotel Ewutu Breku, and founder Amazing Books Company Kaswa. From your siblings and your wives, William Yao Ansa, CEO Origin 8, Edward Ansa, Director of Audit, Kumasi Technical University, and Joseph Ofusu Ansa, ECG Accra West. And from Vida, Sandra, Mahina, Rita, Charlie, the man is a big man. Charlie, no, he the man. man is a major character. <laughs> Charlie, he big man. He's a man of timber and caliber. Charlie, too good. And then birthday wishes as well to uh, a living legend mm-hmm. of uh, our football, uh, born on this day in 1934. Whoa. Is He's that 89 a, years old today. Let me today. guess. Dodo. Yes, Doduanka, one yes. of the best goalkeepers we've ever yes. had. Yes, aka Magic Hands, Edward Doduanka. He's 89. He's 89 today. Today is his birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's our own Nakwama's daddy. Wonderful. Mm. Yes, so happy it. birthday for Today, us. what I want you to do is all your high life songs must be about women, you know. The first one was Adra Yanki. And then we have Adra Misa. Why is it that Adra Adra there inside? There's even another one. Adra, Adra. Bam, bam. Adra, Adra. Bam, bam. So, there are the Adra people. They yeah. have something. Yeah. But the other women's songs, oh. Yeah, yeah so there's one uh, by I, I don't know. Oh, there's a Wakoto. There's a Wakoto. Yeah, it's also yeah. And there's another one too. And then also Miya Wahu or Kumasi. I mean, but the best one is by Wulome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Akosia Sewa. Akosia Sewa just spoil everything for the man. And you know the Takradi Fantino is mm-hmm. different from the. Because yeah. the Fanti, Dakrank was telling me that you see, what happens is that the the Fanti gets mixed with the local, so the mm-hmm. the, the pulling Takradi are hunter. Yeah. So they and the Fanti they mix it. Mm-hmm. So it's a very different delicacy of Fanti. Okay. It's different. The Kipkos one is very brothel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But this one's Charlie. It's raw. Yeah. yeah you so when you see Kofi Kinata, uh-huh. you see Jedu Bleyambole. Yeah, the palace. Yeah, the palace. The palace. They do their own things. You know what I'm saying? If you ever went to school with somebody from Takradi and they are really talking the Takradi talk, you will just enjoy them. Special good morning to my friend William Nkumsa on the hill in Secundi. Secundi. By the way, this morning on the Heritage uh, On Air series, we'll be talking about routes on the way to Cape Coast. My guess we could have be telling me about towns like Anomabo, Salt Pond, Mori, and all the very interesting places you see on your way from Mankezim to Cape Coast. Commandsi and co. But you see, this song is the bass that makes it. That's right. The bass in the song. Right. No, that's right. Know? And the way he is always taking it one step yeah. at a time. Yeah. yeah. And then he he does the boogie. Yeah. The boogie. You do that thing. Do that thing. Je double ambulance. Too good.
for in a comfortable but I know some women are also getting ready to. Which one is this? Uh, Angelina. That's right. This is sick. Uh, which one is this? Baby no, Crenzel. I noticed all the song the women have done something. Charlie, the women do something. I do I'm going to have a Angelina, why 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 you do me so? Hey, Charlie, women. Angelina, 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 why you want to do me so? Angelina, 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 why you want to do me so? Imagine a, 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 a day where we just relieve all the Takradi born mm-hmm. high life grades. Charlie, back to back. Unleash them. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh it's my amazing. God. Anyway, you can grab your favorite Coca Cola classic. It's only uh, five CDs for the 300 ml bottle. There's also Coke Zero, the Fanta and a Sprite plastic bottle for only four CDs. That's a 300 ml. If you want a 1.5 liter, it's 20 CDs for the classic and 18 CDs for the zero Fanta or Sprite. Bring the excitement and fun to all your cases and enjoy the real ice cold refreshment with friends and family. Are you finding it challenging managing our value added services on Vodafone? The Vodafone Content Manager now allows you to check, control, and subscribe to value-added services with ease. Be in control of your mobile content subscription and choose the type of content that suits your style. Dial star 463 hash or visit my Vodafone app now to conveniently manage all your content subscriptions. Vodafone further together. Charlie, we've lost some of these guys. So, you know, we lost Papa Yangsen, lost CK Man, and I think Tema Tema also lost AB Krenzel not too long ago. Oh, Charlie. I noticed the role of port cities because of the intermingling of cultures and yeah, the nightlife that's right you know people who live in tema and Ta- when i was in prison like, the people from tema and takra their eyes were very open yeah because they are exposed to the yeah they were challenged i mean i mean light club can be and you know long before the airports came Charlie, they, they were media interface yes yeah, so yes. you know if you meet the real tema boy he's a hardcore guy right. and then if his uncle works at the port then it's even worse he's driving a car already thank you you know from two he has a car Charlie. anyway now it was right after his studies in recycle management that Paul Kofi accepted the challenge of building houses with plastic waste. So not only does he help in recycling waste to save the environment, Paul provides jobs for many Ghanaians. Absa, this is what we call Africana City, the distinct ability of the Ghanaian to always get things done. It's our commitment to help people find a way to get things done. To find out more, visit absa.com.gh. But how do you how do you have a happy tune for a woman who did you bad? That's one I can recall. I mean, all the songs, Ajua Yankee, Ajua Misa, and uh, this one. Mm-hmm. The songs are very jolly, mm-hmm. but the storyline is not that happy. Yeah, Angelina do amnya. They do am some. Maybe he's getting over it. <laughs> so the lesson is that if somebody does you evil, just get to it and sing that song. Yeah, he's lamenting, but it's a nice beat. You know. Angelina, you be 
and you notice the Nigeria angle, yeah. the Wayo woman, you know, yeah. go me Wayo. Yeah. So you can tell that a lot of these musicians, the time they spent in Nigeria, influence even their, their, their language and choice of words. Exactly. You know? yeah. And of course, the guitar. Sister Bad, come, come. You they resemble my sister proper. Oh, me at this say you be my sister. Oh. This is Juliana. Juliana. Oh, only your voice. And happy birthday to Na Ayokotum Barima of Taught to Teen School coming in from Anoma. Anoma I think Anoma is your father, I believe. Anoma. Anoma Anoma is an MP. Yeah, it's an MP. Yeah, MP for Doma is the big man. I saw some girl in the sample of my sister. Then I called her girl. Oh, side question. side question. Which is the best woman high life song? We've already done Adra Yankee. We've done Adre Misa. Mm-hmm. We've done Angelina. Mm-hmm. And then we are doing Juliana. She takes a Let me take a few of them. Yeah. Good morning, Bernard. Please wish Lieutenant uh, Commander Michael Tete Donko, mm-hmm. aka Shepherd uh, Opambo of the Ghana Forces Command and Staff College, the senior division, a happy birthday. My prayer for him is for God to bless his new age and grant him good health mm-hmm. and long life. That's coming in from Kobe inside Lashibi. Mm-hmm. This one says that, uh, good morning, CBS. Kindly wish Imon uh, Nunana Guta mm-hmm. of Creeps to Crayon. Montessori, uh, Montessori School at Lashibi, mm-hmm. an incredible happy birthday here. Okay. Five years today, the message is, may God increase you mm-hmm. in wisdom and stature and in favor with good uh, God and men. Mm-hmm. And then they're saying that we love you so much. It's coming in from Edmond and Comfort Gota, who are in uh, Lashibi and they are your parents. Mm-hmm. And this one says, good morning. We want to wish our son Theophilus um, Kwamena. Mm-hmm. Hasford of mm-hmm. Afajoy International School BS3 mm-hmm. a happy night birthday today in the meantime La Bianca company the leading frozen food company in Ghana is at it again in support of the local poultry industry and in promoting made in Ghana goods we introduce Akukotisti locally produced bread and slaughtered it's fresh frozen chicken with portions in breast, thigh, wings, back, and gizzard. La Bianca is the sole distributor of Akuko Tasty. For your fresh quality frozen food, contact La Bianca Company Limited at the Fishing Harbor, Temanu Town Road, opposite NIB. 
0505 for more information. La Bianca, your number one frozen foods company. From your Make It Ghana week, I have purchased Kinky Mattes. I've also bought M Sims and Horseman shoes. Mm. So he's done three made in Ghana products in the week. Kinky Mattes is hair um, products from Lydia um, Fawson. M Sims is Mabel Simpson's accessories and bags. Horseman shoes, Tony Senaya Horseman shoes. So, what made in Ghana have you done this week? Yesterday I ate gogo rice. <laughs> That's good. From Kosi Honyo. Hey. <laughs> he gave me some gogo rice. Yeah, you were managing it. Ah, he has harvested. Oh, he gave it to me at Christmas. Yeah, so he's giving he's eating his most more. And you know they do the good thing. You know that like these days, eh? Mm-hmm. When we cook local rice, they don't even say it's local rice again. Yeah. You know in the past <laughs> Sunday pa Kwabi came to tell me say you need rice. And I was and I rice so they are can you local rice. Actually come in. This was like two years ago. But now, when there's Ghana rice, yeah, it's there's rice. rice, there's rice. It's not and when I everything they eat, that's right. Uh, now, it means that we have changed their taste. Making it Ghana. Yeah, so now, they don't say, well, this is Ghana rice. No, 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 they eat. Yes, it's yes. right. So I've succeeded in doing something that's in my right. house. So that was uh, somebody's uh, local made in Ghana credentials. Now, is the Imperial Insure and Win promo from now to end of March? Insure your vehicle with Imperial General Assurance and win handsome rewards. Just insure and pick your reward, whether it's fuel coupon, gift vouchers, special souvenirs, or others. Call 0302-788-955 or 0577-667-436. Imperial General Solid Protection. I want to argue that, Sky, mm-hmm. of all the songs about women, the one that is the most painful is the one done by Wulome. Wulome. Which of them? Akusia Sewa. Akusia Sewa, he no try at all. He no try, crap. Akusia Sewa, he do the manya. Where's the story? Oh, you listen. That's what Akusia Sewa do. Go for it, where's Akusia Sewa? This is the last one before taking social media trends. Akusia Sewa. Akusia no try at all.
Akosia, Akosia, no try. Mm-hmm. To force a gunman to sing in Chisef. Charlie, Charlie, if you are Kosia Sewa and a man is blessing you like this, you should be worried about the blessing. Charlie. You you are Charlie, you have collected your things and left the man. Without any call, any just cause. Yeah. So the man say the man will deceive you, you then infer may God bless you. <laughs> Charlie, this one. <laughs> you, you need a strong deliverance team to break the case. <laughs> you did also for Bowley a related matter. <laughs> Charlie, the man sounds like somebody from Choco. It's a Kosua Sewa. <laughs> Akosia do try. No, but there are still many Akosia sewers in the This is to all the Akosias in the system. Yes. Yeah, if you are Akosia, enjoy this song. It's 8 o'clock. It's time for tech and social media trends. It's brought to us by Vodafone and Cow Bank. <laughs> Yes. What is trending this morning? Well, apart from International it's Women's Day. Well, actually, it is trending at number yeah. two in Ghana, mm. International Women's Day. Mm. But trending at number one is Ashaiman. Uh, of course. Uh, trending. Yes, it's trending at number one. Number four, uh, Ghana Armed Forces is trending at number six. And that's also because the statement um, that was released, um, I think, was this last night or this morning? It, it came this morning. It came, it came this, in this morning, morning. yes. Um, a lot of people mm-hmm. are engaging with that particular statement. So, for instance, let me just take the Ghana Armed Forces mm-hmm. uh, trend, for instance, tweeting at number six. They're trending at number six. Basically, every major journalist in this country has tweeted it. Mm-hmm. A couple of comments also associated uh, with um, it. But basically, everybody just says Ghana Armed Forces explains the reasons behind that Shaiman read. Richard Scott already read that. We'll go into some more details on this. Um, later on, and then um, just uh, to move out of there, well, mm-hmm. well I'm just at Dortmund and uh, Chelsea are trending. Right, him Sterling is also Chelsea trending. has won a match. Their fans are not happy, happy. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> they want their coach to lose. <laughs> hey, they want their coach to lose, so he'll be sacked. So hey, when they will celebrate, <laughs> this is what they call Bomehi. Uh, nice guy. 
know. The so. guy should be sacked. This is not going to pacify anybody. The boys merely did what they could do. It was not any taxes anything. He should be fired. Okay. We're here. Um he will stay for the next four years. Quick update, there's a lot happening with TikTok. What's uh, well, the US is trying to pass, there's a law that is being passed by the Biden administration that watchers say could potentially allow mm-hmm. them to ban the use of TikTok. You know, um, there have but been why is significant... So about TikTok? Well, the US has been concerned because they're saying that it, it might contain spyware. Not even a, 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 from, the Europeans are also concerned. So yes. Who, who, is the, who, is the, who makes TikTok? No, it's, it's a, Chinese. a Chinese company called ByteDance. Ah, because it's from China. Yes. Hey. Now, there are other reasons. Well, Facebook there doesn't contain let me, spyware. <laughs> let me tell you a couple of things that TikTok has been up to. So, uh, TikTok has uh, been planning on taking on the search ad market, which mm-hmm. is dominated by Google and Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And um, advertising ins- insiders are saying that TikTok is showing all the signs mm-hmm. of an imminent search ads rollout. Now, if you know how much that market is worth, it's worth $112 billion. Three. And it's split between Google and Microsoft mostly. Mm-hmm. So, a third force coming in, Would some say, yes, might uh, disrupt the market. You know, so uh, that's something to look out for. Uh... Let me see. Um, also, there's a new list. On, there's a new report on where Netflix is cheapest. You understand why India has one of the lowest mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> fees for Netflix, and you can also check out why Ghana we pay how much we pay mm-hmm. uh, for it. And then finally, uh, to wrap this up, uh, Kenya's regulatory body for competition. Mm-hmm. We have one in Ghana. We have. Yes, a- we are. We are. We are working on it. We have a competition law that uh, this guy and um Cuts have been working on. So oh. there's, a, there's a draft law. Oh, okay. it's, 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 it's probably getting to the final stages of passing. Okay, so Kenya's own, well, they are working and they are taking a look into food and grocery delivery platforms. Yes. I'm saying Sembi Yeah, they, they know they have been concerned about the Chinese influence in their retail markets and mm-hmm. I'm sure this is part of the whole conversation. Mm-hmm. So they are reviewing how platforms like Glovo, Bolt, Uber mm-hmm. and Jumia mm-hmm. are using customer data, mm-hmm. uh, the acquisition channels and other mechanisms mm. so this says that this inquiry will identify players and services involved in the food delivery and groceries platforms business and examine the relationship between the platform and the users with focus on competition parameters this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation
11 minutes past 8 city breakfast show let's start with the subject of a shy man yesterday we lot lots of people sending us audio recordings video recordings people calling into the show complaining about military people entering parts of a shaman and randomly brutalizing people mm-hmm. the military sent a statement this morning attempting to own their situation and i wanted to uh, read portions of the statement and then we'll take some comments so the statement is dated 7th march and but it came through today on the 8th mm-hmm. personnel of the Ghana forces on tuesday 7th march conducted a swoop in Ashaiman and its environs in a manhunt for some criminals who are suspected to have stabbed and killed a young soldier trooper Imoru sheriff in the early hours of saturday 4th march at Ashaiman taifa Trooper Sheriff was stationed in Sunyai, who was stationed in Sunyai, was in Accra on a course and had sought permission to visit his parents at Ashaiman, where he grew up, but was found in a pool of blood in the early hours of Saturday near the Amania Hotel in Ashaiman. Ghana Armed Forces wishes to take categorically that the military operation, which was sanctioned by the Military High Command, was not capital NOT to avenge the killing of the soldier but rather to fish out the perpetrators of the heinous crime. Following the operations in Ashaiman, Taifa and Tulaku, the military personnel picked up about 184 suspects aged between 21 and 47 years old and have since handed them over to the military police and subsequently to be sent to the Ghana Police Service for screening and for further action. During the course of their swoop, the personnel seized 29 slaps and 57 mini slaps of suspected Indian hemp and amnesia, among other forms of narcotics. The Ghana forces also wishes to place on record that the swoop was not targeted at innocent civilians but was an intelligence-led operation conducted on suspected hideouts of criminals and crime-prone areas in the general area. <laughs> Ghana forces, however, acknowledges that regrettably some innocent persons might have been caught up in the operation and, sub- and consequently suffer some distress due to the location they found themselves at that time. Ghana forces accordingly wishes to urge the general public to provide usual, useful information, support the security agencies in weeding out criminals and miscreants from our communities, and to desist from shielding and conniving with such suspects in order to curb criminal activities in the country. Signed, Brigadier General Agrikwashi, Director General Public Relations. So that's the statement that we got this morning. <laughs> Let me play Kwesiene's voice first to set the tone. Yesterday we spoke to him on City Prime News and he called for a thorough investigation to apprehend and punish both the killers of the soldiers and as well as reprimand the soldiers who brutalized the resident well i think it's personal indiscipline a sense of hurt a need to demonstrate that they can punish those who have challenged the authority of the military so i think there are quite a number of possible reasons but irrespective of whatever reasons that people may have i, I want to make two prefatory remarks. One, that all crimes are punishable by law. But in punishing those crimes, we cannot take the law into our own hands. Two, when a person is in uniform representing the state of Ghana, when you attack that person, irrespective of what reasons you have, you have, you have attacked the state of Ghana. The response mechanism from those who feel 
offended. They said they just need to go to the police. You see, under the rule of law, it is the Ghana Police Service that is the frontline agency that ought to have undertaken the investigations, found the evidence, and then brought the culprits, if they were found, to a court of competent jurisdiction. I think it's unfortunate that friends of this young man who has unfortunately died have taken the law into their hands and brought the reputation of Ghana into disrepute. But I, I think the army will identify them and will discipline them appropriately. Prof, what are the security implications of this and what should be done? Well, I think it undermines the civil-military relations that have been improving slowly over time. And I think when the military of a state indiscriminately brutalizes people, then the anger is not only against the military, but it goes against the government and the state. And particularly in an unstable sub-region where we are based, uh, that sense of frustration and anger can then, can then be hijacked and then transformed into something else. So, I mean, such things should not happen. They are, they are well-trained enough not to take the law into their hands and to antagonize the people that they are, they are supposed to protect. All right, so this interview was done yesterday before the military came to own the situation. Yes. So, as of the time the interview was held, the feeling was that these were some people who had taken the law into their own hands mm-hmm. as on an unofficial operation of a reprisal attack. Mm-hmm. Now, the military high command is now saying that this was an intelligence-led, sanctioned military operation. My panelists are struggling to find which law backs such a description. An intelligence-led... So let me read what they say. They say... Um, the personnel of the armed forces which is categorically that the military operation was sanctioned by the military high command and that it was an intelligence-led operation conducted on suspected hideouts of criminals and crime-prone areas in the general area (laughs) so they arrested 184 suspects 184 suspects we don't know the geographical size of the Ashaiman Taifa Tulaku area, but that's a l- large area. So, and we don't know the circumstances under which he died. It will be interesting or important to see the police report on this matter in terms of where the guy, the gentleman was killed and whether the whole Ashaiman Taifa Tulaku area mm-hmm. merits such a, a an action. If you think about how police would arrest people when there's a crime i mean if somebody is killed and they want to arrest a person do 184 people within the general area all become suspects who must all be arrested and handed over to the military police and then subsequently to be sent to the ghana police service i i, I can't believe that this statement was actually <laughs> sanctioned by the military i can't believe it <laughs> you know it is full of self-incriminating comments yeah. <laughs> i mean i don't know unless they forget that we are in 2023 with the constitution mm-hmm. or maybe they feel we are still in another era i don't understand 
let me let me begin this okay. let me begin this um yesterday when this matter came my let me again express my condolences to Trooper Sharif and his family. You know, and how unfortunate this incident is. You know. And we we need to report less of these things. But unfortunately it's also the nature of the country we live in. Crime does happen. Mm. It happens in all kinds of places. There's crime in Ashaiman, there's crime at airport. Mm-hmm. There's crime at cantonments. There's crime in Dansoman. Mm-hmm. There's murder in Kumasi. There's murder in Tamale. Mm-hmm. It happens everywhere. Every day. The law is the same for all those things. Where appropriate, they applied. Which is Sky sitting here. I'm mm-hmm. sure the other lawyers who are listening. Mm-hmm. My difficulty with what happened yesterday and why I am not a fan of it, although there are certain people who seem to believe that it was right I, I hold a completely different view from this. There's, we live in a country of laws for a reason. You know, and um, my first point on this is that law enforcement is not a traditional military skill. Mm. Mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. Law enforcement, it is not a traditional military skill. That is why it is done by other units of our security services. Mm -hmm. And when they do it, they do it in a highly prescribed legislative regime that ensures appropriate due process. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing my words very carefully this morning. Mm. Appropriate due process. Legislative regime. Mm. That is where the police fall under. Mm -hmm. That is why when the police arrest you, they will tell you that you have been arrested mm-hmm. under A, B, C, D. Mm-hmm. I'm not very familiar with the laws, but Sky, normally that is what will happen. They will tell you, okay, you arrested you because you have done A, B, C, D, which mm-hmm. is contrary to mm-hmm. the law. So mm-hmm. that is the prescribed legislation, and they, that is what gives them the power. We, as at yet, have not reached a point in our country where our constitution won allows the military to enforce the law in peacetime. Mm-hmm. Unless we are not in peacetime. Unless too, as at yesterday, when the military sanctioned what happened yesterday, the designation of assignment by some act of the executive or the legislature had changed to some state of emergency to something, something. else yeah. yesterday mm-hmm. when the military moved from their barracks I do not understand how the military sanctioned this. Two, are we, by the statement that has been put out, telling us, being told now that our friends in the military are able to self-sanction their own operations, Uh irrespective of what the purpose is? And that's why I said I was disappointed Uh when I heard the Deputy Information uh, Defense. Defense Minister speak to this and say it was sanctioned who sanctioned it are his the members on the defense and interior committee aware where they informed that oh the military is leaving with a helicopter to x number of tanks we are going with 10 soldiers and we are going to a shaman 
or what happens is the military conducts its own operations and, and, and then comes later. to report later to it's, is that how the country runs it's serious think, no people should think about it it's very serious is that how is that how the military operates now in this country now they have their own laws they have, exactly they are law unto themselves so when I heard the deputy, who is a parliamentarian, uh, which is why I asked Sky whether he is actually a parliamentarian. Yeah, to the best of my knowledge, he is. Uh, yeah, then he sh- then he. Where was he speaking? He interviewed him yesterday. I heard him on four or five networks yesterday, defending this. Yes, he said he was the first before the statement came out. He's the first person I heard mention that this was sanctioned. So I asked who sanctioned it. The honourable uh, minister Niti who sanctioned this. How did he sanction it? Who did he inform? The president sanctioned this? Who did he inform? You see, because that is because then it brings me back to my first point. Highly prescribed legislative regime, law enforcement, mm-hmm. that ensures appropriate due process. When you arrest the persons, they must be put through a certain regime, mm-hmm. irrespective of the situation. Mm-hmm. Unless, again, like I said, the designation of assignment changed yesterday. As a war zone into a a, a a zone of combat or conflict yesterday, yeah. and the residents in Tulaku Taifa, whatever, had now been designated as maybe armed combatants or something, which allows the military to do certain things. For the life of me, do not understand how anybody will think what happened yesterday in Ashaiman was right or is right, and. It's happened, but it should not happen again. And the people who are the uh, protectors of our law in Parliament, they are the ones I will talk to today, yeah. should be very worried very, 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 very. by this. The Defence Minister should actually be very worried that the military can self-sanction. Because that is what they said. With helicopters well, and they can self-sanction enter a community and of carry civilians. 184 people. And say that we'll let her hand them over to the police. So which operating procedure were they following? Following. Which law? 184 people. Who supervised the other, the other point is that Taifa and uh, Tulaku is not like Adabraka and it's a bit far apart too. So, so it's a very wide area because Tulaku is when you are driving on the getting to the Kosombo road, it's a separate part from Taifa. So it's a very large expanse of area that they went to do that thing. Do you get me? Mm-hmm. And 184 people are a lot of people. Now, the other point is that we don't know the circumstances under which the person was killed. So, which is why the police should have been the best. Because I, I am in reliably informed that when the incident occurred, somebody informed the police or the police sort of got to know. Mm-hmm. So, a report had been made to the police. So, that then takes us to the immediate presence of the crime and they pull around the area that the thing happened. Mm-hmm. And because of the way the police work, they would know specific people to arrest as primary suspects. Yes. But if you go to an area as far apart as Taifa and Tulaku, mm-hmm. within the Ashaman area, it's quite a big area, mm-hmm. and then you arrest 184 people, yes. that could include somebody going to school, somebody going to work, somebody going to farm. It could include somebody sitting in front of his house. Yes. Mm-hmm. We don't know the method they used to arrest the people. Yes. We don't know their rights. And you see, why we talk of rights and poker and say, oh, we are talking right, right, right. You see, <laughs> me i was born in 1981 in those days in the early 80s there were curfews in part of my hometown when you go at six o'clock they say you go and sleep when soldiers are unleashed on the streets in a civilian society mm-hmm. it can be very dangerous and devastating and the 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 
parliamentary and legislative, uh, the, 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 the executive must let the military know their place in a democracy. Mm -hmm. Now, because of some of our history and the fact that the military have taken the law into their own hands in many regimes, there's a certain mindset among soldiers that they are above the law. But the point is that it is only the law that empowers you. Mm -hmm. And I always say that the law that empowers you, if you break it, it means that you are telling us that we shouldn't respect you. Mm -hmm. Because the only reason why I will stop when somebody in uniform asks me to stop is because of the law. Otherwise, we're in a jungle. Otherwise, everybody will arm themselves. If you're in a society... So, you see, when they say rule of law, it's not rule of the strong. Rule of law means that no matter how offended you are, you go back to law. Otherwise, everybody will go and take weapons and also defend themselves. And this is wrong. So, the military has to explain two questions girlfriend has asked. The designation of a shaman within the period that they did this to, to prove that this was some sort of unique situation especially when you you call it an intelligence led operation yes. and whether so that um security or uh, security uh, uh, was the police there so was the police there if the police were there did, okay why didn't the police issue a statement and say oh, we did a joint operation with the military because of the specific nature of the police in fact i think the police need to make a statement because if somebody has been killed in a community it's their job to find out what happened so is it that the police is not being usurped or when it comes to a soldier, the police have no role to play? Do you investigate? Yeah, and, and you've been going back to places where we've had fights between soldiers and police in the country. You've had that in Kumasi, yes. where two uniform groups are fighting. I'm asking myself, this has supposed to be the most highly disciplined and highly trained group in our society. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they can decide to have a free-for-all fight because maybe a policeman arrested a soldier. Mm -hmm. And the mindset of the, the, the military is, is very troubling. And today is, to, today is what? Um, uh, the state of the nation. Mm -hmm. The president cut his teeth in politics, mm -hmm. fighting military dictatorship. Mm -hmm. He shouldn't go and sit, uh, uh, speak in parliament and not talk about this. Mm -hmm. for, for a man who cut his teeth mm -hmm. as a, a defender of human rights, for soldiers to enter a town and bitter people randomly, and then now write a statement and say that it was a, a intelligence-led operation. Mm -hmm. Arrest 184 people. So with intelligence, then you go 184. Mm -hmm. Then without intelligence, how many would have arrested? This, this is this is this, for me. This is this this should be taken very very seriously. And again, the I, I, I'm reading certain things now. Um, Brigadier General Agrikwashi says that an intelligence-led operation conducted on suspected hideouts of criminals and crime-prone areas in the general area. When did the military start marking crime-prone areas in Accra? I didn't even know that they had that information. When? That's the... It is the Ghana police service that designates... You see, that's what the point I'm making. The military need to come and tell us who changed the designation of assignment to Lakutaifa, official town yesterday. Was it IGP Dampari? And when did they realize was it, it was a crime-prone area? Was it after the man was killed or they've always known that? Known that. <laughs> You understand because they are using very technical terms here. It, this is a technical document, yeah, from the direct the person who runs communicate director general of public relations of the Ghana Armed Forces, and he's been doing this for a very long time. Sky, how scandalous is it for the defense minister deputy to be on air? Um, what do you call it? Justifying what happened yesterday, and even prior to the statement, coming to own it. Does it make a difference for the, the defense ministry to say we are aware of this, or it's still beyond the remit? Because the interior ministry would be the one to, if there's even something internal, 
it should not be. I just want your clarity on that because okay. it will seem as if the defense ministry is seeking to sort of give some backing to what the soldiers did yesterday. Um, so first of all, um, if if let me let me proceed on the basis of not having previously had the deputy minister's interview. Mm-hmm. But if the report, as you are putting it out, is anything to go by, and he seeks or he sought to justify what happened yesterday, then the deputy minister would have been stepping into very turbulent areas, and um, there will be serious difficulties with that if he had previous or prior knowledge. Of exactly what the military were to go and do there and what they actually did and whether what they did was within or in excess of requirement of the law Bernard, the ghana armed forces was or is established by reason of um article 210 of the constitution of the republic although the army itself was established much much longer than that mm-hmm. and their job is basically to defend the sovereignty and the territorial integrity of the republic mm-hmm. principally against external aggressors mm-hmm. and where necessary you are looking at internal aggression mm-hmm. so for instance if there is some country which is proceeding against the sovereignty of ghana it is the job of the military to mm-hmm. defend us mm-hmm. uh, when you have terrorists who are seeking to attack us from external sources it is the job of the military to deal with that Mm -hmm. and then where in rare circumstances you have homegrown terrorists or armed you know men from within or rebels who want to disturb the peace and sovereignty of the country the military are authorized to intervene so those are principally the job that they are required to do under the law and the provision i quoted for you is implemented by the Ghana Armed Forces Act and, 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 and related provisions. Article 57 of the Republic, um, the Repu- Fourth Republican Constitution tells us that the president is the commander-in-chief of the Ghana Armed Forces. In other words, when it comes down to it, he provides the orders that the, uh, the, the, the army are required to go by. In other words, the army people are not a law unto themselves. They are subject to the constitution because of the nature of what they do. Exactly, the president must be aware mm-hmm. that because he's the commander in chief. Yeah, so when okay. they are serious, so mm-hmm. that's, that's where the question comes back mm-hmm. to the designation of a chairman. But go on. And when you go into the constitution, the mm-hmm. president is granted, you know, emergency powers, mm-hmm. and those powers are used sparingly. And again, those powers have been implemented by the Emergency Powers Act of 1994, and Section One granting the president the power to declare state of emergency mm-hmm. in any part of the country mm-hmm. also requires him to immediately inform parliament as to the facts and circumstances requiring the imposition of the state of emergency and it is the job of parliament to subsequently authorize or reject what the president has imposed so that is just to give you a general view mm-hmm. a general position of what the military are supposed to do so when it comes to enforcing state of emergency the president is guided by the need to use a certain level of upgraded force mm-hmm. to deal with whatever circumstances that may require the imposition of a state of emergency in which case they rely on the military to deal with those mm-hmm. now the question godfrey asked 
is whether as of the time the military moved into Ashaiman yesterday, there was a declaration of state of emergency by the president. If there was one, we would have known. We would have known. <laughs> of course. Again, maybe sometimes, you know, maybe it was issued and we didn't know. State of emergency cannot be declared in, in vacuum. Uh, you see, so, so let me go to that. Mm. So even if there was one, then by the time parliament was sitting, the Law Emergency Powers Act 1994 requires the president to have sent that declaration to parliament to notify them of what he had done in, in their shaman area. As we sit here, nothing, nothing like that has been done. Mm-hmm. Now, Bernard, Godfrey spoke about the enforcement uh, powers of, of our security agencies and why the military is not the trained institution to be doing that. Mm-hmm. Generally, when you are dealing with crime in this country, mm-hmm. the Police Service Act, mm-hmm. Section 1, specifically states that it shall be the duties of the mm-hmm. police force, mm-hmm. which is the police service, to prevent and detect crime, Mm-hmm. to apprehend offenses, offenders and to maintain public order and safety of persons and properties. Mm-hmm. So this is the all-encompassing provision that grounds the police. Read it again. It says that... Section, section 1. Of, of the, the Police, police Service, service Act. Yeah, it says Act that, what? Um, what uh, police I, Service I Act. Then, the, okay. the, the relevant act. Mm-hmm. You can dig that up. I'll find it. It says that it shall be the duties of the Ghana Police Service or mm-hmm. Force to prevent and detect crime mm-hmm. to apprehend offenders mm. and to maintain public order and safety of persons and properties okay that's their job mm. and if you read the various provisions of the criminal procedure act of ghana mm-hmm. the police's job is to deal with all of these things that have been stated in this particular provision i read to mm-hmm. you including investigating mm-hmm. how it should be done arresting how that is should be how that that is to be done and when necessary a non-police person in this case a private person is given the power to arrest in limited circumstances and then the police are also told if you look at the evidence act there is a way that you also have to preserve evidence when you get evidence how you preserve it and all of that all of that are also captured in the criminal procedure act mm-hmm. now so when you have some military people for some reason under whatever authority they have been given by their commanders move their uh what do you call it? is it peace go out or whatever it is armed mm-hmm. um vehicles or armored vehicles maybe uh, are helicopters buses and helicopters to a densely populated area Tally. to go to arrest persons and in the manner they did it, Charlie. Bernard, they had absolutely no authority. Based on everything that I've read to you thus far, yeah. they had no authority to do what they did yesterday. They acted in excess of what the law obliged them to do. In the process, they have undermined the provisions of this constitution. And Bernard, mm-hmm. if you go to Article 16 of the constitution, mm-hmm. no, six. let me go to 15 actually, which is the, 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 the relevant provision. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. says that the dignity of all persons shall be inviolable. Clause 2 says that what? No person shall, whether or not he is arrested, restricted or detained, be subject to A, torture or other cruel inhuman or degrading treatment or punishment b says any other condition that detracts or is likely to detract from his dignity and worth as a human being 
and 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 you see um there are some other provisions but let me not deal with that let's look at the videos that mm. we saw yesterday mm. military men who are supposed to be precise and disciplined at all times broad daylight yes even in the face of you know attacks or being taunted by mm. unarmed civilians they are required to act professionally mm. and if you look at the ghana armed forces act mm -hmm. there are specific requirements imposed upon them even when they are doing operation there are things that they are required to do and not to do mm -hmm. and if you look at these videos how innocent people were dragged out of their homes ordered to lie down and they were lashing them bernard they took canes lashing them in other stories that we've heard they were laying their hands on just anything and using them to hit human beings the constitution expressly tells us that even when you arrest a person for a crime that is not how you treat the person in some cases, we had stories of how they used the, the bats of their guns to violate people who were arrested. And brother, it is not as though, look, Ashama was at war with itself. And, and I agree with Godfrey when he says that we must condemn crimes like the one that we saw in Ashaman uh, over the weekend. An army officer was allegedly lynched. That is to be condemned in every possible way that we can we can master and we extend our deepest condolences to the family that is to be condemned and we are with the family and we stand with the family and we would insist that the people responsible for that crime are arrested they are prosecuted before a court of jurisdiction that has the authority to so prosecute and the judge is to throw all the laws in the book at them mm -hmm. that must be done each and every one of them responsible for that mm -hmm. must, must, must be found but you see, in the pursuit of justice, mm -hmm. you don't use the military or misuse the military for that purpose. And clearly, on this occasion, without any justification in law or under the Constitution, mm -hmm. whoever ordered the military to step out there with the resources provided for them by we, the good people of this country, to behave the way they did, where should be found and dealt where, with. Where does this leave the police? because you've read the police service act which enjoins them to prevent and also deal with crime mm -hmm. if you are in the police high command and you are seeing such a thing looking at the history of military police clashes in the country mm -hmm. what what would be going through your mind what should they i, I mean is there anything they can do be, because it's almost like this is their area that has been violated no there's nothing they can do uh, okay, so, no, I'm talking. No, I'm not talking from a practical. I'm talking from a legal point of view first, not but, from a practical point of view. No, because because, because see, the the soldiers are all subject to the law. Mm -hmm. They seem not to think they are. If a soldier, for example, if a soldier runs a traffic light, uh -huh. a policeman can arrest him. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. If a soldier is sent to a court, a judge can jail him. Mm -hmm. yes. yeah. I don't know whether because they have their own military police and court martial, and they have their quasi-judicial systems mm -hmm. they believe that when somebody's in uniform they are above the normal laws of ghana no, I, don't, they are not. I don't know what the laws position no, no is. they are not so yeah. if, a, if a soldier misconducts himself he mm -hmm. can go to a civilian court yeah. or a normal court a court is a court mm -hmm. it is not even designated a civilian so maybe they don't have that understanding or they don't have that clarity in the difference because he's spoken about for example the people were arrested and sent to the military police which means i wasn't the military police who even did it these are real soldiers who then handed the people to the military police mm -hmm. 
who then we are told we will then hand them over to the Ghana police. You see, ordinarily, the military police have jurisdiction over their men and women. Their own people. Exactly. And where, for instance, a civilian finds himself within a military setting mm. and does something in excess of legal requirement, mm. then so the you can, you, do exactly, you. you can arrest and the law imposes an obligation. Subsequently, hand the person over to the appropriate, you know, um, police institution. So even if I do something in Burma camp, mm -hmm. And the military police arrest me yeah they have to hand me over to the ghana police exactly because the court martial which is the authority that deals with um you know how military officers or personnel misbehave and they can prosecute them before that they do have no authority strictly but, but we have an absurdity here so i believe that the military yesterday were offside they've misconducted themselves mm -hmm. now the military police is mm -hmm. the one supposed to so if this had been a group of soldiers who had just gone and uh unsanctioned mm -hmm. into assignment to do this mm -hmm. then you can say the military high command should get the military police to arrest them exactly now but the military high command is claiming ownership of this illegality uh -huh. you see that is where the absurdity comes in and that is why we need an external institution to get involved which will be which one which will be the parliament or the shraj to to arrest the to, to first of all let, let me deal with the parliament angle you see, when the was it a jury that the yes. yeah the parliament looked into it? Yes. No, it was a commission. Yes. Well, it was there was parliament. one or it was one? Yeah, a jury was not parliament. Yeah, it was yeah, a, a jury was a commission. I think it was the one. Was it there was one in war where the military people entered town? Yes, they went to beat people. Exactly. Parliament got involved. Some subsequently, they removed the the ranks of some officers who were yes. involved in this. They demoted yeah. them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I am and now, and I think they said it was unsanctioned. Mm. Yeah. They, they say it was unsanctioned. Uh -huh. Yes, uh -huh. you see, but this one is much more serious because a respected general, brigadier general of the armed forces, who is re responsible for communications, has issued a statement. He does not tell us the authority under which the legal authority or the constitutional authority under which they did what they did, but merely expresses a certain view that they, they, they it was an intelligence-led operation give me the statement please. yeah it's here it says let me read it for you mm -hmm. personal guard forces conducted a swoop mm -hmm. there's there is a word swoop mm -hmm. in assignment which the word police usually use mm -hmm. uh, on assignment is environs in a manhunt mm -hmm. so that's another word for some criminals mm -hmm. who are suspected so the key word is suspects mm -hmm. to have stabbed and killed a young soldier mm -hmm. on the fourth uh, march now this play, they, now they said they wish to state categorically that the military operation so mm -hmm. the swoop which involved a manhunt of suspects was a military operation mm -hmm. sanctioned by the military high command mm -hmm. not to avenge the killing of the soldier but rather fish out perpetrators of the heinous crime mm -hmm. who you have already described as suspects mm -hmm. now a suspect is a legal term mm -hmm. you are suspecting the person until you take him through the proper process mm -hmm. following the operation mm -hmm. At Ashaiman Taifa and Tulaku, and I'm told there are two Tulakus. There's one near the traffic light, near the pole, uh, the China Mall side, and then there's a new Tulaku. Mm -hmm. So, following the operation at Ashaiman Taifa and Tulaku, the military personnel picked up about 184 suspects, mm -hmm. aged between 21 and 47 years, and have since handed them over to the military police and subsequently to be sent to the Ghana Police Service for screening and for further action. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they talk about seizing narcotics. And then, even though they didn't target innocent civilians, mm -hmm. this was an intelligence-led operation uh, on suspected hideouts mm -hmm. of criminals and crime-prone areas in the general area. Mm -hmm. They have acknowledged that, regrettably, some innocent persons might have been caught up in the operation. 
and consequently suffer some distress due to the location they found Bernard, you see first of all god first of all you see i have great respect for um you know the brigadier general um agriculture he's a he's a fine gentleman yeah but with the greatest respect when your men and women go out to misbehave the way they did their conduct or misconduct caught on video and you are to issue a statement on the matter first of all you don't issue a statement and say that this the, you know? the, the statement the <laughs> statement you say first of all this the date is what march you the 20, 22nd you know but not march 22 you know like 22 you know this kind of thing eh, is almost like a freudian slip uh-huh. because i believe mm-hmm. this era of 2022 mm-hmm. they probably rush the is there a template that they always use in circumstances <laughs> like you said so they, they, you said that the statement on, se- on seven on 8th march uh-huh. 2023 and you date it 2022 7th <laughs> of march 2022 so that is the first mistake that means that there was pressure by <laughs> <laughs> see oh, girlfriend i mean the oh, proceed. Proceed. you see so that is the first thing the second thing is when you say that you have gone out there and I have read to you the provisions relevant to the best of my understanding to the situation, which law authorized the military to go and do what they did yesterday? He didn't mention one. There was no law stated in, exactly. the, in the statement. And I also told you that the relevant provisions of the Constitution, Article 15, require that requires that when you are acting in a way as to arrest or restrict a person which will be considered lawful there are specific things that you must do in all the things that we saw in the videos yesterday the military people look i mean look, all the I laws mean, the they stopped a company car and just whip occupants of the bus how can that be and you see because people take videos of these mm-hmm. things if this was 1982 mm-hmm. you do something and you just go mm-hmm. there are so many videos circulating of people who are not even resistant yes so this is actually brutality and indiscipline exactly me, and, and torture and you get me Godfrey, just, just give me one more minute you see if you go into the statement he says in paragraph four yeah one two three it's actually paragraph three yeah that the ghana armed forces is uh also wishes to place on record that the swoop was not targeted at innocent civilians underline that so they were targeted at what guilty, but was guilty. an intelligence-led operation conducted on suspected hiders of criminals and crime-prone areas in the general area the GAF, however, acknowledges that, regrettably, some innocent persons might have been caught up in the operation and consequently suffered some distress not civilian. due to the location they found themselves at at the time. People were in their buses going to work. They had to change their routes. Uh-huh. People are, were asked to stay in the... It's almost like a curfew situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, for me, eh, if the president doesn't take action against either his minister of defense or the military high command mm-hmm. then the claims of respect for rule of law mm-hmm. and this whole idea of um, what do you call it freedom fighter thing mm-hmm. it's, it's a hoax because this this is and we even showed on tv mm-hmm. some of the things that the people did yeah you know and the, even my you know i had to even ask my kids to stop watching mm-hmm. you're watching cnr you show that and he was interested in the story i said no this is not how soldiers are supposed to treat mm-hmm. uh, people in a, in a democracy mm-hmm. this is and you see what 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 worries me is young people go on social media and legitimize this this behavior this conduct. and then they say that but such people are bad 
That's what they say. No, but that's such a sweeping statement. That's what I'm saying. You see, as if now, and the other point is that if you want to arrest people for killing somebody, if you have to arrest 184 people in an area as large as between here and Accra Sports Stadium, that general large size area, to get I don't know whether it was one or two or three people who killed the person. We don't know. Then that says a lot about the type of intelligence you are using. And you see, Bernard, because 184 people, mm-hmm. Bernard, you see, and and that is one thing. And, on. and I'll come to what the president must do. You see, the police are trained to collect evidence in specific ways. Mm-hmm. And you see, and when you go and collect evidence, the way and manner in which you collect the evidence will determine how the court will treat it. And Bernard. That is why often you have cases where soup is conducted and then they can't People get any prosecution. They can't get any prosecution because a lawyer will say that look, the so-called confession that you are relying on to prosecute is improperly, you know, you go and beat somebody. Hey, what's your name? Write his name and then you how do you get the so they're probably even mm. making the work of the police more difficult, more difficult because, because the police cannot use this. Yes, the way you were beating up people yesterday. We all saw the videos. How can any judge properly thinking and sitting in his, say that this say is. that this is lawful use of authority to get evidence? So from the get go, they have sort of even compromised the work of the police on this matter. And Bernard, Parliament must get involved where appropriate. The Shrag must also get involved. The military command must be dismissed. I'll, the t- I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. Eh? Uh-huh. I'll tell you something. Remember when Major Mama was killed? There was a week that they allowed the media to go and cover some of the meetings between the military high command mm-hmm. and the men in uniform at Burma camp. Yeah. So it was like an open forum. Yeah. Yeah. When I, and for some reason, they allowed the media to go. Yes. Because they wanted us to gauge the mood, mood in of, camp. Yes. And Sky, some of the rhetoric of the ordinary soldiers about what happened to Jomahama mm-hmm was very troubling for me because they had to literally be restrained by their commanders, commanders to say that you don't need to take the law into your own hands. Mm-hmm. And I find that problematic because fine, the orientation. fine, Major Muhammad's case is different. He was officially on duty. Mm-hmm. He was working for the state and evil people killed him. Mm-hmm. But even that, even in that situation, at the time, the military leadership, you listen to the way they spoke to the soldiers, it says no. The system of justice will be done. Mm-hmm. Nobody should take the law into their own hands. They actually impressed upon them mm-hmm. to allow due process. And there were media people there. I remember we covered that story mm-hmm. because they were doing, I think they wanted to let them vent. Yes. So you could hear them talking and say, how are these things keep happening? People are working on the Galamse thing. They are not being protected and people are now killing their own friends. And they were so angry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now compare that type of arrangement where the military high command goes to the Organize an open forum, mm-hmm. listens to the soldiers, and then impresses upon them to allow the rule of law to work. Yeah. And then contrast that with today, the military high command is now sending a statement to own this very, very, and you know the, the funny part. You say it's not in retaliation. Mm-hmm. Yet everything okay, is so there. Which law says that when a soldier is killed? Mm-hmm. The military are the people to go and do the soup. How many people have been killed in Ashaiman? Mm-hmm. How many people have been innocently stoned and lynched in Ashaiman that they did not go? Mm-hmm. So are they saying that a separate law applies when somebody in uniform is killed? Which law are they working with? Mm-hmm. You know, this is a dangerous precedent that all well-meaning Democrats must condemn. Yeah. And you see, everybody says, oh, Ghanaians, we like talking democracy. 
You see, me, I've done this work for only 20 years. I know people who have done such things. And when they are caught in, they call you and say, it's not fair. Mm-hmm. Somebody is sitting in his house. Mm-hmm. The only crime he commits is that he lives in a shaman. Yep. People come to his house and start beating him because he lives close to a crime. Mm-hmm. And you are telling me that when they kill a soldier, what do they expect? What do they expect? They expect in a sensible country, the police to take over. Yeah. That's what they expect. That's what our constitution says. Mm-hmm. If we don't want to do democracy, let's say we don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. We can't have one set of laws applying to everybody else and another set of laws applying to somebody else because he's in uniform. And I always say, the only reason why people have not arming themselves is because we're in a democracy. Mm-hmm. It's because we have a constitution. Mm-hmm. So if you use the constitution, you throw it aside and go and do what you do. Mm-hmm. And then you get people to defend this action. Mm-hmm. And then you now flippantly write off and say, oh, mm-hmm. some people were, might have been caught up in there. So all the videos you are showing, it, 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 what do you mean they might have been caught up Imagine in there? That. What, what do you mean no by that? apology to the people who... It's, almost, it's almost like, it's, it's impunity. It's like, mm-hmm. we can do whatever we want because we are soldiers. You can't. And the civilian leadership of Ghana must not allow this. Yep. I always say to Parliament, you sit there and let people be doing things. The first person that will be affected is you. Mm-hmm. Parliament should not allow the rights of citizens should be to be encroached upon. They must be the defenders of the democracy. You see, and just to highlight the point that you are making, and that is where I, I actually want to focus on. You know, um, looking at how people have consumed this. Um, like even on my year group platform, they are fighting at the moment because I've got a lot of soldiers in my year group. And the question has come up is, why are you not talking about the dead soldier? Why are you because of the, because of the overbearing soldiers? action of the people who ought to know better. Mm-hmm. They have overshadowed the death of their noble colleague mm-hmm. because they have basically used one wrong. It's like two wrongs don't make a right. So basically, they are the ones who are actually going to compromise the investigation mm-hmm. into the into the murderers of this guy because of their own behavior. Mm-hmm. And... A few things again I want to touch on, particularly with the last point you made with reference to the civilian leadership of this country. You know, there are a lot of countries where they've gone to significant extent to limit, you know, let me just say, like a lot of countries where there's a general reluctance to utilize military means for law enforcement in domestic contexts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of countries good. Where I think that for the Americans they're actually very specific. Mm-hmm. You can't just before you, you show up in a certain like the law is so clear, it's black and white. A few people a few places are not as black and white. Mm-hmm. But the underlying principle has always been that there has to be a very clear separation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Between civilians and the military. Mm-hmm. And the use of the military in domestic corridors mm-hmm. is something that should be very rare, which is why in a lot of places, when you see the military, it tells you that this is of the highest order. Mm-hmm. And there would have been a certain level of information put out that this is what has happened. I'll give you a typical example. Mm-hmm. When the president changed the designation of the entire country. Or was it Akira and Kumasi? During the COVID. During period. COVID. Yeah. Did he not go to parliament? He had to. What did he do in parliament? All the laws had to be sanctioned by they parliament. They amended... Uh, Sky, remember? They had to amend the laws to enable the military and the police to get involved to in, get involved in the COVID act, effort and act in a certain way. Yes. So remember the market cleaning and all those yeah, things. Yes. For, them, for yes. them to act in a certain way, they had to change. The president had to go to parliament. They had to go to parliament to change the law. To change the law. In fact, we have to confirm whether that thing has been lifted. 
yeah. But yeah. that's why I always tell people that look, <laughs> to the best of my knowledge, some of these regulations are still very much there, except that the government is check. not enforcing it. We need to so check. somebody might be happy to arrest you and prosecute you yeah, for but the most important. The point I'm trying to make with this is uh-huh. there's a reason why they did that. Yeah. Because they know that this is not how on a normal day things work. Can somebody, can somebody sue yes. the armed forces? Of course. I mean, the Bernard, hold on before you get to that. This is not how things work. Mm-hmm. So, we cannot then suddenly, two years later, wake up and feel that, oh, this should be done. And for a lot of people who think that, oh, what are you complaining about? So, Ashaiman is notorious. It uh, doesn't need, we Hold on. We need to do this. Mm-hmm. Let us understand one thing as a people. We cannot pick and choose which part of the democracy we like. Mm-hmm. It is whether it is either you like it or you don't like it. But so far as we have agreed, majority of us agreed because I'm sure there were people who voted against the constitution when, when we did the referendum. But as far as majority of the people of this country have agreed that that green book that which Sky holds every single day is what we work with majority of us there is no element of this society that should be allowed to override it under any circumstance circumstance. without going through appropriate channels Mm. Mm. however we also seem to have a certain i don't know if it's stockholm syndrome would be the right word to Mm. use but we are enamored by and fearful in our orientation Mm-hmm. of the military mm-hmm. like I said I've got friends in the military they are awesome people Like everybody, almost everybody knows a soldier or something mm-hmm. okay but it does not mean that protecting uh, offering to protect me as a citizen means that I relinquish, all means my that I relinquish my rights to you mm-hmm. because the soldier he has children where do they go to school Normal school. Who teaches them? Normal people. When they are sick, where do they go? Normal hospital. When they go to church on Sundays, where do they go? Normal pastors. Where they go to the mosque on Fridays, where do Normal they go? Normal imam. Where do they buy food? Where do you buy food? Where do you play sports? You have elements of civilians in your life at any given point. Exactly. For all you know, you have marched from Michelle Camp to wherever. You've gone to tell somebody you claim is an uh, innocent something something over there. That person might just be on his way or her way to the classroom to teach your child. You have forgotten that you have a child in class. You don't know where the teacher is coming from. Unless you assume that the teacher lives elsewhere. But the fact that a shy man is notorious, and you see, that's the thing we, 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 we need to stop doing in this country. Who does not know a shy man is notorious? But does that mean that everybody who lives in a shy man is a criminal? Oh, 184 people. Okay, so you allow the police to do their job. Intelligence. Allow the police to do their job. So for my, 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 my simple appeal is, let us not choose to do this. And again, for the civilian leadership of this country, the presidency, the legislature, I am particularly interested because as for the deputy defense minister, he's made up his mind. I've read another quote from him where he says, there is no need to even apologize. Can you imagine that? Oh yes, he says, Kukumenu says, what's his name? Let me find his name. Sad. He says there's no need to apologize because they've done what they have done. He said the operation is operation. <laughs> and 
somebody must it's, ask him some questions it's, it's, about it's, it's, maybe it's, he doesn't maybe it's, he doesn't understand it's shocking he doesn't understand the portfolio that he holds it's, shock, it's shocking that is why we must take betting a lot more seriously. It's shocking. He doesn't. He, he, there should not be any apology. But that's what he said. When you open your mouth after that kind of thing, the it's, first thing you say shocking. is to apologize. To it's, 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 it's shocking. You know, so I, for, I, 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 I prefer not to even mention him because when you listen to it's, his it's, comments, it's shocking. I would rather wait for Mr. Nitiwo and then Parliament as well and the committee that works on this to perhaps give us some further and better particulars. Whether a Shaiman it's a crime it's a crime zone or whatever they have an mp mm -hmm. it is one of the largest constituencies, constituencies in, the in electoral constituencies in this country hmm. i have not seen a shaman removed from the official constituencies of this country because they live they are criminals Alleged i am just saying the other people are saying mm -hmm. That they are criminals, fine. And then they add one or two slabs of Indian hemp. Indian hemp. No, it no legitimizes the, no, it no, legitimizes no the brutality. No problem. So until we get to the point where we say Ashaima is so bad that we don't allow them to vote. Because the people who live there, they are so bad, they don't even have time to vote. Yeah. They don't pay tax. They no longer fall under whatever civilian designation that this country has to, and do not whatever. We've shut it off. Somebody needs to answer questions as to what happened yesterday. Yep. And that question Somebody needs to answer questions. Our good friend Brigadier General Agrikwashi might have to come back and tell us. No, he has to change the date. First because of all, the date the date matters if <laughs> Charlie and the effect of it is not and, and this is release number seven. No? Mm -hmm. And somebody no, hold on. No, in fact, the whole thing can even be because it's you. Mm -hmm. Issued by the Department of Public Relations, General Headquarters, Bema Camp, Accra. Telephone number is given. Email is given. Mm -hmm. Release number 7, dated 7th March. It means that their release number 6 and 5 come after this one. <laughs> <laughs> so then, the whole thing. But my, my, my final point <laughs> is this. There has to be an insistence. <laughs> Okay, there has to be an insistence mm -hmm. that no. somebody ex say, explain, mm -hmm. explain mm -hmm. what happened yesterday yes somebody yes. needs to explain and it is not by via press release mm -hmm. you see and this again i insist this and i'm saying this the civilian leadership must call the whoever led this thing yesterday to see us. to parliament yes mm -hmm. or the presidency wherever it is yes. and so ask them you see, because, you see what the civilians must not downplay and I'm if, this, this, this. this if, if they get away with this, if they, get they, away do with this they don't do anything. I'm telling you. Because you cannot how are you coming back to come and tell us that the military self sanctioned You see, let me put it in English. Let me put it in plain English. Mm -hmm. it's them, so them, if they get away with this, mm -hmm. they can get up and say join voting. This area poor and misbehaving. So we are going there. So we went there to go and collect the ballot boxes and and we arrested the uh, MP and aspirants or because they were causing confusion. Mm -hmm. And then the defense minister can say yes, it's good yeah, because they were trying to. That's the point. Yeah. If you allow them to get away with this, mm -hmm. that's why a lot of people raise issue with their entrance into parliament mm -hmm. on that night. Yeah. You see, this is what we are doing. We are chipping away gradually. Mm -hmm. You see, evil doesn't necessarily come suddenly. With a big bang. There are things happening that we are allowing. And I'm saying to parliament, you invited your, your minister of health. He hasn't showed up. Mm -hmm. You are sitting there. You are okay. <laughs> you are just doing your politics. Keep doing it. Look, if your health minister can choose not to appear before parliament, I'm sure the defense minister can also say, you come. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Invite the military high command. Maybe they will show up. Mm -hmm. You are undermining the institution that that is almost like the last vanguard mm -hmm. of our democratic freedoms. Yeah. 
and for me if you are parliamentarily listening to this on the defense committee you must take a very serious view of this matter mm -hmm. have a meeting of the joint caucus don't make this a majority minority no, 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 it should not be and discuss how you can get some clarity at least invite the chief of defense staff to come and answer questions on how he sanctioned this what procedures he used and what retribution will be given to those who went excess if you don't do that it means our parliament they can brush you aside and do what they want to do. Mm -hmm. So let's not take this as a joke at all. Mm -hmm. Ask anybody who understands our history. Mm -hmm. We should not allow anybody mm -hmm. to undermine our constitution for even one minute. Mm -hmm. The constitution enjoins us to defend it. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. we, I don't have to be a soldier to say what the soldiers have done is wrong. Yeah. We are not under the rule of terror, under rule of law. Mm -hmm. If you have a superior argument, make it. Mm -hmm. But you don't take put the constitution aside and become a law unto yourself. Mm -hmm. Go and arrest 184 people in the name of trying to fish out criminals. Mm -hmm. Beat them up. Because one person has been killed mm -hmm. because he was in uniform. That is unacceptable under any condition. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to qualify it in any way. Mm -hmm. And if you have a superior argument, make it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If you believe that what we have said is wrong, prove it. Mm -hmm. If you if you feel like you have you 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 you, you were working in the interest of the state mm -hmm. by doing what you did yesterday. Mm -hmm. Come and defend yourself in Parliament. All right, I, I, I want to move to something quickly. I'll be talking quickly about the AIDS conversation we've been having every Wednesday. We'll be doing a quick interview on that shortly. But if you missed out on the general admissions for Heritage Christian University College, oh, don't worry because we have a new uh, opportunity for you where you can apply for our april intake with only 50 percent waiver for fresh students programs include bba in accounting marketing human resource management finance in banking and finance and business infotech bsc information technology and information security bachelor of theology we also have entrepreneurship training with financial support one student one laptop affordable and flexible fee structure and more call 54 or dial star 789 star 300 hash to buy an online serial number heritage christian college a university training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders Coronation Insurance is given up to 2,000 CDs worth of fuel coupons and other prizes in the Coronation More to Win promo. To participate, uh, just buy your moto insurance using the Coronation Insurance data platforms by dialing star 789 star 115 hash or visit myCoronationInsuranceGhana.com. All fuel coupons are redeemable at any Shell fuel station. Terms and conditions apply. For more information, contact Coronation Insurance on 0302-772-606. And Vodafone Business presents Too Much Business, the number one mobile plan for businesses in Ghana. With Vodafone Too Much Business, you have the best plan on the market. gives your business the best value, meaning you have the flexibility to choose voice, data, and SMS packages that suit your business's size and ambitions. Get more minutes for your calls for Vodafone to Vodafone and other networks and experience free calls among your employees and rollover and use data. Send starts to 0507-779-000 or email vodafonebusiness.gh at vodafone.com for more information. Grab your favorite Coca-Cola 300ml Classic for 5 CDs, your 300ml Coke Zero for 4 CDs, your Sprite and your Fanta for the same amount. You can also get your 1.5-liter Coke Plastic at 20 CDs and your 1.5-liter Coke Zero or Fanta at 18 CDs. Bring the excitement and fun to your occasion and enjoy the real ice-cold refreshment with friends and family. 
take a short break when we come back we're taking you into our conversation on prevention of mother to child transmission of hiv and then from there we will bring you our honest series for the heritage month stay with us this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation Are you alright? You look worried. Hmm. Of course. I just found out that I'm pregnant. In HIV positive, I just don't know what to do. Your pregnancy should not be a problem at all. Why do you say that? I don't want to have an abortion, but I don't want to have a baby with HIV either. That is good. You can have a baby free of HIV due to prevention of mother-to-child transmission of HIV services. I'm surprised you don't know about this. Ask your midwife. I'm sure she will tell you more about it. Are you sure I can have a baby free of HIV? How is this possible? To ensure that no child is born HIV positive, every pregnant woman is offered an HIV test on her first visit to the antenatal clinic. If the test is negative, she's offered an another test at 34 weeks of pregnancy. This is to ensure that all HIV positive pregnant women are identified and offered HIV treatment. The treatment suppresses the virus in the mother's body to reduce the chances of the virus being transmitted to the baby. The baby would also be given medication when born to ensure that it does not become HIV positive. So you see, there's no need to get worried at all. Hurry up and report to the nearest antenatal clinic for further advice. Oh, of course. You are godsend. I feel relieved. I'm on my way to the antenatal clinic now. PMTCT is the way to go. This message is brought to you by Ghana Ace Commission in collaboration with the Office of the First Lady and Rebecca Foundation. And so with some um, 16 minutes past nine, I want to welcome from the National Youth Control Program, Ms. Caroline Adonadaga, to talk to us about the prevention of mother-to-child transmission of HIV. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Bernard. Uh, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you too? Very well, thank you. So we just heard a mother in that skit complain about being infected and very concerned about what to do. But the person talking said, look, there's prevention of mother-to-child transmission. So what is prevention of mother-to-child transmission of HIV? Okay, thank you. Good morning to your listeners. Mm. And thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, before I start, I just want to assure all HIV-positive women listening this morning that, yes, sometimes it may be difficult Mm. Being told that you're HIV positive, it can be quite disturbing. But the good news is that you can live positively with your HIV status mm-hmm. and have a perfectly normal negative HIV mm. uh, baby. Okay. Okay. So PMTCT, mm. just as we heard, is the way to go. It's a package of interventions that are put in place so that at least it boosts the mother's immunity makes mm-hmm. the mother healthy through giving that mother what we call antiretroviral therapy which we use hiv medications to reduce the viral load of that mother mm. so in doing that it improves the mother's health which goes a long way to also prevent her 
from transmitting the virus to her baby, mm. either during pregnancy, labor and delivery, or through breastfeeding. So why is PMTCT important in HIV management? Yeah, PMTCT is very, it's important because when you look at the modes of transmission of HIV, Mm -hmm. The highest mode of transmission, like that has the highest rate, is through unprotected sexual intercourse. Mm -hmm. Aside that one, the next one is through mother-to-child transmission, mm -hmm. which accounts for about 15% of all our HIV infections. Mm -hmm. So as we work towards reducing our new infections, we need to pay attention to preventing mothers from infecting their babies, mm -hmm. those who are HIV positive. And also we are working towards eliminating mother-to-child transmission. Mm -hmm. We don't just want to, to prevent. Yes, we have to prevent, but the goal is to eliminate mother-to-child tr uh, transmission of HIV, mm -hmm. such that at least our risk of or rate of transmission, we need to get it to mm. less than 5%. If we even want to get to less than 2%, mm -hmm. then we can see that we have virtually eliminated mother-to-child transmission. Okay. And aside that, the other thing is that with our babies, we want them to be born free of HIV so that they also be free to shine. Okay, and then they are future leaders, so we don't want to have babies who will come out already positive mm -hmm. and will have to be on treatment for the rest of their lives. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these are some of the reasons why. Okay, I'm told there are four prongs of the PMTCT. Can you enlighten us on each of these four? Yeah, we have four prongs. Ghana, we have a strategy, what we call the PMTCT strategy. Mm -hmm. And it has those four prongs. We have the first one that has to do with uh, primary prevention of HIV infection. Mm -hmm. And then the second one, we that one has to do with preventing unintended pregnancies mm -hmm. among women infected with HIV. Okay. And then the third prong has to do with preventing... HIV transmission from women who are HIV positive mm -hmm. to their babies. And then the last one, which is the fourth prong, has to do with provision of treatment, care, and support to the woman affected, her infants and family. Mm. So for the first prong, mm -hmm. we want to ensure that women in their fertile age mm -hmm. do not get infected with HIV. Okay. Because if the woman is not infected, there is no way she can transmit. So PMTCT will not even come in. Mm -hmm. And so under this prong, we try as much as possible to encourage women who are in their fertile age, to, especially the adolescents, to not to start sex early. That's number one. If they will have to, they should abstain if they can. If they can't, they should stick to one faithful, uninfected partner. Okay, so that they don't get infected. Mm -hmm. And then... Aside that, we are also looking at counseling and testing women so that those who are not infected will not, I mean, with the counseling, they will get to understand how to prevent themselves from getting infected so they do not get infected. Mm -hmm. And then for the second prong, that has to do with preventing unintended pregnancies. Mm. Yes, a woman can be HIV positive. That doesn't mean she cannot have children. But... We don't want the woman who is positive, who does not want to get pregnant, to get pregnant. Mm. Because she may be positive, but if she doesn't get pregnant, she will not be transmitting HIV to her infant. And so for such women, when we identify them through counseling, we encourage them to go for family planning. Mm -hmm. So family planning is provided. We 
encourage the use of condoms through our counseling so that at least if we cannot prevent her from having unprotected sex, we should be able to prevent her from getting pregnant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because if she doesn't, then. And then the third prong, mm -hmm. which has to do with the prevent preventing the woman who is already HIV positive from transmitting the virus. Under that prong, we also, that has to do with those who are pregnant. So mm. we provide them with what we call the ARVs. That's the medicines that we used to treat uh, HIV. And then when we provide these medicines to the woman, we are also, we also encourage her to take them, I mean, just as she's supposed to be taking them. It's, if it's a daily drug, she has to adhere. Because the essence of that is for us to get her viral load to go to the barest minimum. Because the viral load, if it is high, that is what makes her transmit. So once mm -hmm. we are able to make her put her on the treatment get her to take her medicines as she's supposed to viral load goes down virally suppressed then we are sure or we know that her chances mm. of transmitting becomes very minimal okay so that prong has to do with mm -hmm. what we do and even still during pregnancy that is why we counsel and test or we test and counsel pregnant women so that we are able to okay. identify those who are positive, then we put them on treatment. Mm -hmm. And then those who are negative, we put in interventions to ensure that they don't get okay. uh, the infection. Because mm. if the woman gets infected during pregnancy, her chances of transmitting the virus to a baby is higher than the one who is already positive and on treatment and getting pregnant. Wonderful. So we don't want women getting pregnant. Uh, positive. Yeah. Especially yeah. on International Women's Day. <laughs> yes, so that is it. Yes. Yeah. So, and then... The fourth one. The fourth prong. The fourth prong, yes, that has to do with provision of treatment, care and support. The woman is on treatment. We want to also manage opportunistic infections. We know HIV is a virus that, I mean, when somebody gets it, it reduces or weakens the person's immunity and then makes other infections that usually people with strong immunity can, I mean, share them off easily. And so we want to find out whether she has any opportunistic infections, then we manage those ones. We ensure that she's taking her antiretroviral therapy. We ensure that if she has a partner, of course, somebody impregnated her or partners, we also want to know whether they are also positive or negative. So we we'll want to encourage disclosure. If you're a woman listening and you are positive, there's a need for you to think of disclosing to your partner or partners, sexual partners. If you also have children, Younger children, we also want to know whether they are positive or not. Because once she tests positive, we don't know when she got it. And that is the, the, the thing about HIV. It won't tell you when. So we don't want to take any chances. So ask you, the woman, to bring your children mm. for us to also know whether okay. they are positive or they are negative. Okay. Okay. And then we also talk to her about her nutrition, which is very key. Taking medicine alone without good nutrition it's not, it doesn't make it to work properly. And so we counsel on good nutrition and prevention right. of infections. And Let, let's talk about what an HIV positive mother can do to, uh, to lower the risk of giving HIV to her child. Okay, thank mm. you. So for an HIV positive mother, mm -hmm. the first thing is knowing your status. Once she knows she's HIV positive, just as we are saying, the next thing is to avail herself for treatment which is the ARVs. So any woman listen to me, listening to me, once you get to realize that you are 
pregnant. I will encourage that visit the antenatal clinic as soon as possible. There, even if you don't know your status, you'll be provided with HIV testing. And then if you are positive, avail yourself, accept your status. That is always not the time to be wondering, I'm not promiscuous, I haven't done this, how can I be? and be in denial. No, accept your status for your own sake and also the sake of the baby that you are carrying. And then this woman will give you the ARVs. You take them, stick to your schedule appointments, the antenatal care appointments, very, very important for us. And then your nutrition too, very good. From there, we will have to remember that when your pregnancy is about eight months, mm -hmm. we will need to know your viral load. So you have to avail yourself for mm -hmm. your sample to be taken for mm -hmm. us to know how the medicines are working for you. And then also we have to decide how you want to breastfeed. Mm -hmm. What we will encourage is that you plan to give your baby exclusive breastfeeding. Okay. Okay. And then when it comes to delivery, please <clears throat> ensure that you deliver at the health facility. Wonderful. Very important. Mm -hmm. Because managing the labor. Because for a pregnant woman, you can transmit if you are HIV positive, either during pregnancy or the time that you are giving birth or through breastfeeding. And the period that carries the highest risk of transmission is during labor and delivery. So if you don't go to the facility for professional midwives to take care of you because they know they will get to know that you are positive and so they know what to do for you so as to reduce that risk of transmitting mm -hmm. so delivering the health facility is key okay and then when you deliver as an hiv positive mother remember that your baby will be given arvs medicines hiv medicines antiretrovirals, antiretrovirals yes for your baby to to take Mm -hmm. And your baby will take these medicines every day for 12 weeks, which is mm -hmm. three months. Mm. So if you deliver, ensure that this is done. The midwives will do it, but just in case somebody forgets, once we educate you, know that this baby will be given these medicines. Mm. And also know that your baby's sample, we need to also do what we call early infant diagnosis to know whether the baby is infected already or not. And this first test is supposed to be done within the first six weeks of your baby's life. So note that it needs to be done. Okay, anytime within the first six weeks. And then at six weeks, the baby to the mother should remember that the baby is supposed to be given what we call cutramozazole or septrin uh, suspension, mm. okay. which the baby will be taking. Okay. Is there any point in the steps of this PMCTC thing that a mother can be sure that she has succeeded in not transferring the virus to the baby? Yes. The only time the mother will be sure that mm -hmm. my baby is HIV negative mm -hmm. is from 18 months. After 18 months? Yes. Okay. Because when we do the first early infant diagnosis, those who test positive, we put them on treatment. Mm -hmm. Once the baby is positive and confirmed that this baby is HIV positive, the baby is put on treatment. Those who test negative within the first six weeks, mm -hmm. nine months, that baby is tested, retested again. Mm -hmm. And then at 18 months, and then those first tests, we use what we call DNA PCR. Mm -hmm. Okay. That one looks for the viral uh, particles mm -hmm. themselves. 
but at 18 months every baby who is an HIV exposed baby meaning the mother is positive will test all of them again using an antibody test they are RDTs okay so and what we the mothers need to understand is that if you are breastfeeding, which we encourage, mm -hmm. remember you are supposed to breastfeed exclusively for the first six months. Mm -hmm. No water, no nanwa, no cocoa, nothing. Except if the baby is not well and is provided with uh, medicines, a doctor prescribes. Okay, and you, from six months, you now continue to breastfeed. You mm. can now add other feeds up to 12 months. Then you stop breastfeeding. So by 18 months, when we do the antibody test, because usually before you do antibody test, you have to, the mother must stop breastfeeding for at least three months. Okay, so we do it at that time and the baby is negative. Now we know baby is negative and we are using an antibody test. Okay, because, and we use those antibody tests because of the fact that we know by then baby's antibodies will be baby's own antibodies. Mm. So it's only then, once the mother knows I have stopped breastfeeding for at least three months, 18 months and this baby is now 18 months and then test is done and then the test comes out at hiv negative then you and are the baby is okay. mother is sure baby so is what happens if the baby tests hiv positive the baby tests positive either within the first six months the fixed six weeks uh, either within the first six weeks nine months or 18 months we enroll that baby in care meaning that baby is positive and will be on the antiretroviral therapy for the rest of that baby's life you see how uneasy it will be to have a baby six weeks old already starting to take an hiv medicines we do not want that and that is something that we are working seriously and hardly towards mm -hmm. because for us to have our generation that is free we need to really work hard towards and because of that whenever there's a baby testing positive we have something we do now. The Ghana Health Service, the Director General, has issued a, a, a communique, meaning that that particular baby who tested positive, we audit. Mm -hmm. Just like the way when the maternal, a mother dies, we audit to find out what went wrong. Because if we have all the ARVs in place, we have all the professionals, and still somebody gets infected, then we want to find out why. So I said to inform us as to the things, the gaps that... We mm. have in the system such that we okay. try to prevent Finally, all those things. Any advice for HIV positive pregnant women and their partners? Yeah, the advice I mean, I I just as we have said, mm -hmm. they should uh, avail themselves for the HIV uh, yeah. treatment. That's mm -hmm. the antiretroviral therapy. Mm -hmm. And then when they, we give the medicines to you. And we want you, the partners, the husbands, the partners, mm -hmm. please support your wives who are HIV positive. If they gather the courage to disclose their status to you, know that you can live with your partner who is positive and then also test so that if you are, even if you are negative, we also have what we call PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis for you, the partner who is negative, whilst we put your positive pregnant woman on treatment. Okay. And aside at that the other thing that they need to do is to adhere, especially the woman. Because adhering or taking the medicines the right way is key mm -hmm. to preventing you from transmitting okay. the infection to your, your baby. Because mm. if you don't adhere and the viral mm. load goes up, then the work we are doing, it will not help us. 
and of course keep him to the medical appointments all right the viral load good nutrition yeah and uh, psychologically okay you just have to accept your status and thank you very much uh so, miss caroline adana daga from the nacp so my final yeah your, words, your final comments yes my final comments to my listeners is that yes yes there is hiv infections are still going on mm. but let us remember that we can still have a woman who is hiv positive having an hiv negative baby okay the only good thing that you have to do as a woman who is positive is that you should avail yourself for treatment mm. visit the antenatal care i mean clinic as soon as you notice you are hiv or you are pregnant sorry so that your status will be determined all right and take your medicines and then do all the things that we have asked you to do i know that pmtct is the way to go to us so that our babies will be free to shine free of hiv and then grow up to help help mm. mother ghana all right thank you very much so that was your hiv moment brought to you by the national AIDS control program i guess caroline adan adonadaga uh, before we get to our next segment, just to let you quickly know that the Big Dunk Healthcare, uh, Ghana Health Service Certified Center specializes in kidney stones, hypertension, fatty liver acids, and other issues. Specialized in 100% natural medicines and all treatments. We are on the Spintex Road behind the Standard Chartered Bank. Call us on 0549-951211 for more information. And Lashibi Funeral Homes is a crematorium and a funeral home that provides you the help when you need it most, when you need to give your loved one a befitting send-off. We'll guide you to the unfamiliar territory of selecting products and services that will ensure your loved one gets a fitting send-off. Call 0509-542-409 or go to LashibiFuneralHomes.com for more information. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. This is the Honest Series for the Heritage Month, and we're talking places and people of historical significance. Today we're focusing on the central region, and don't forget, the Heritage Caravan drives across 13 regions. In the central region, all the key places you would pass through is Salt Pond. So today, we could have will give us the signals of Salt Pond. But this is an interesting. We will talk about Salt Pond. And then if we're driving towards Cape Coast, there are about six towns you get through, through to uh, uh, Yamaransa before you get to Cape Coast proper. He will give us the significance of Salt Pond in the context of that whole area. Kweku, thanks for joining us. Thank you, too. It's good to have you. So uh, Salt Pond, if somebody were a stranger and just landed in the Gold Coast, but I thought Salt Pond was the capital because there are so many important things that happened in Salt Pond. How did Salt Pond become so significant in Ghana's history? So, commercially and politically. Mm -hmm. So, when commercially, when the uh, Anumabo Township was invaded by the Ashanti, uh, the harbor, the, the businesses went down. Most of Anumabo people fled to Cape Coast and built the Cape Coast, became a, what it is, the intellectual forces from there all left. And then some also found themselves in Sopon. But because Sopon has deep waters, it became a place where a lot of shipment took place. So if you go back to historical geography of Ghana, that's K.B. Dixon's work 
Kwame Nobi Dixon's work. You see the uh, the changing uh, indexes in terms of volume of trade moving all the way from Anamabu and Sopon emerging as the next commercial center. So that's how you see it alongside Cape Coast. Before later, everything came to Accra before, because of the capital being moved from Cape Coast to Accra. So Anomabu, prior to that war, was the center of intellectual power in the... Intellectual the, in, and in commercial the power. Anomabu. That was Anomabu. So, so that was what was then. Then politically, politically when um, in the right to our nationalist or independ independence agenda, uh, Sopo became the place for foundation of uh, UGCC, United Glucose Convention, in Fort August 1948. Uh, so around that time, uh, 47 rather, when they went there for the formation, uh, a very rich merchant called Abionens gave his uh, lodge, uh, 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 house. a house called uh, Kenyan, Kenyan Lodge, and that is where they met all the, the the power players in the glucose politics then and then they founded the the place Adomen's uh, grandson until recently he passed was the oldest and father him uh, who was living if you ever see some pictures about him Albion Men. Uh, the son is also a professor wow one of the, his brother the one that died, but also died recently Horatio Men's who was in uh, Mumba so those important uh, mercantile family wow. provided that burden in support and also in mm -hmm. also when he was founding the cpp also sent it in 1949 was also founded in support so support has been described as the political maker of ghana you described the topography of the place and said it suited the ships bringing their their wares because it, it had a better natural port uh, and it's also on the eastern part from Anomabo, where Cape Coast is on the western part. But the people from South Pond. No, both are on the western side part. It's Mankesim, which is sorry, Mankesim. So 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 so, so sorry. Let's just if you are from Mankesim, do you, you do you get to South Pond? You get to South Pond, then you go to Kromante, Abanze, Eja, Anomabo, Birua, then you go to Akatechia, then Yamuansa. From Yamuansa you go to Mori. From Mori to Amwasma, then you go to Cape Coast. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So Anomabo is in the center. The intellectuals moved to the west Side. to Cape Coast. Yeah. And then the business community moved to the east to yeah. South Pond. Yes. So Anomabo is in between South Pond and Cape Coast. That's yes. what I'm trying to yes. say. Yes. So it's almost like they benefited both Cape Coast and South Pond benefited from Anomabo's decline. Yeah, a lot. That's what I'm trying a to lot. say. So that's what I'm, okay. Now People from Sopon, they call themselves by a certain interesting name. They say they are Achimfo. What does that mean? So, they, they, you know the Fanti communities, most of them have their Fanti names and their European names. So, Apam, they are called Apa, Simpa, Winiba, okay, Ogwa, Cape Coast. You see, uh, how do you call Joma, Manford. So, these are the Mbawule, Mori. You see that Atetechi, Commander. Wow. Edna, Elmina. So the real names are the first ones you are mentioning. Yes, so the second ones are the anglicized versions. The anglicized versions. <laughs> so that is how the fancy communities are. So salt pond they call they are Achamfu. Because Achamfu becomes salt pond. Yes, because it is a salt pond because I uh, in chin is salt in fancy. Oh, in chin. So in chinofu, people oh, in chin mine salt. That was the job that was doing there. 
So, oh, okay. so a little bit of history is that the Sopon is part of Nkosukum traditional area. Mm. And their headquarters is in Yamransa. So when the Fantis were coming from uh, Tetiman, the Nkosukum people were the people who formed the rage. They were in between. Mm -hmm. So they called it Odemia. Mm -hmm. The rage, they formed the rage and they came to the uh, with the fancy and settled first at the Malaysia. Their leader was called Opeyin Nkusu. So his people then became Nkusukum. And when they were so, at Sopon, some of them moving a uh, uh, magazine, some of them started moving out. One of them moved to a place called Kuntu. Okay, the another one went to Anachem. And then one of them also uh, went to find a town called Nankasado. Because someone killed a very big elephant, and people used to go there and go and have the meat. So where the big meat is at, Nankasedo. So the leader of the Nkusukum group was called Kowokum Kowo, mm -hmm. who killed Buffalo. So this guy moved with his people through Sopon, and then through when he reached Kwanate, the Ingedun people were there. Passed through Abanze, people from all corners of the world mm -hmm. who have settled below the fort amsterdam mm -hmm. at the top there commanded mm -hmm. and they have become a town of their own so they are amalgamation of people then they moved to Aja, which is also aboriginal ethnic community and then anomabo where the mixture of infancy and uh, aboriginal ethnic were so all these people were already occupied so then he moved to bidua it's been where they leave the old lady who was, says he was too tired to move so abdurwa or bidua where the people go and fetch their uh, Chaco and other things become a town, and that is the town of uh, famous uh, one of the Ghanaian musicians, Sir Ali Baba Foster. It is also the hometown of uh, in Sankoma. So from there, wow. we move all the way to Akatechua. So when Kokumko reached Amransa and saw a vast land, he decided to thank the deities and he poured European drink, which is called Mbrosa. So it's the place where Okumukuo poured the European drink become Yamransa. That is where you buy your wonderful kenke. Kenke in all forms. The one that Francisco wounded with you when you eat, you will always want to go back when you are driving on that highway. So that is the town. Wow. Now, how did Sopon came about? It's an interesting history. So Sopon was uh, founded by a guy called Entil Kwesi. Okay. Entil Kwesi was a crab trapper from Nankasedo. So you cross the river Atofa, uh, the lagoon Atofa, that is the lagoon in Sopon. But in the, the area, the land in fact became Bakado, the Bakado area. So when you go there, the Bakado is there, and then the lower town, which he founded, the upper town and Kasolo, the lower town become Equada. So you have these two towns out of this community. However, uh, for some time when other people came in, Ntikwesi uh, went back to his hometown, and then the chieftaincy system reverted to the Abraza clan member who was in the community. So that is how Sopon came. And this town, because of the trade, got a lot of people from the neighboring community and a lot of groups also coming from uh, the interior, all settling within the community. So the entrance people become with Anglicized Angel. That's why you see the Binti Angels coming from that community, okay, in that uh, Sopon. So Sopon then became an uh, avenue for producing the intellectual forces. And uh, they were not people who were engaged in fashion. So the appellation is Atemfu, Brefia Atemfu. But then Pranosu one couple. 
So if you mess up with the waves there, you will get drowned. And they know better because they are smart people. Mm. And they were a group of fearless people. For a very long time within the Fanti community, across that corridor, they were the, one of the last people to get police station. <laughs> because whenever you decide to build the police station, they will break it down. So they call themselves Mifia Chemfu, Mishro Police. Wow. When you, that's why uh, Professor P.A.B. answer. Whenever you write his article, you keep on repeating it that he's fearless because he's somebody who comes from a town who, who don't who don't, he see police and he will still be standing there. So why is the straw basket the symbol of salt pond? Because Brefi, that is the Brefi you mentioned. Achemfu, Brefi, Achemfu. Okay. So the brush or the straw basket is what you use to when you see crabs. You write that they use some thing to tie them. And they put it in that basket. So that basket that contains that whole lot of them become brefi. Okay, brefi also means storm blazer. Someone who has suffered to overcome something. So in infantry in language, they can say, but who brefi in a brow? It means they are bringing you something valuable because it is used to carry a very important thing. And for them living in that community, because they don't go to see, crab was very important for them to, you know, uh, rely. Or they have to move to Kwamante, which is a major fishing community, to go and find their fish. This is the Heritage Month, and we are talking Central Region now, and we are discussing Salt Pond as an entry point into some of the communities around the coast. My guess we could have crab. Kwamante is a it sounds like an important town. Very, very. Uh, I think Asabi comes yeah. from that area, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and then you have the Mnekuduka also comes from there. I see. Who the the so, in the drive from South Pond towards Cape Coast, the first major time I meet is Kormansi. Yes, Kormansi. What does it mean and what is its significance? So, it means Kormi did not hear. So, the Kormi was the, one of the first fanties but the Kormansi themselves, they were in Jebum, who were also Aboriginal people. They were there. So when the Nana Kwame and his people were moving from Mankesimu to Akatechi, which is Komenda, his junior brother, Ralph Kwame Payin and Kwame Kakra, or Kuma, so he left his brother at Kormansi, the Injedum people. So when he went and he reached Akatechiwa, he returned back and told his brother, he should come so that they move and find a new place to settle. He did not listen. And then they tried another account because there was a skirmishes and his brother was killed. So he said, Kwame Ante. His brother Kwame did not listen. So the place became Kwame Ante. 
And that's Infantiman. That is part of Infantiman. I see. And it was also one of the important area. One of the first uh, 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 forts was also built there. So the fort that was built there was built by the Dutch. Sorry, by the English. But the French, <laughs> when there was a war between the Dutch, because the uh, how do you call it? The, uh, there was a turf war between the Dutch and then the British. So during that war, the Dutch defeated the English and then they took over uh, their fort and they renamed it Fort Amsterdam as it is there. That was an original name. Very good. And then the Dutch also, their fort at Anamabo was also taken over by the English. That's the Fort Charles which later became uh, we were built to become Fort Williams at Anamabu. So you see the exchange. You take my own here, I also take yours from other places. Mm. So that is the a little bit of history from Komanti. From Komanti, you go to a place called Abanze. Yes, yeah, so Abanze, when, because of the fort, there was a lot of business around that community. So people from all walks of life, various fanties, including Asantis and other, other accounts, came there as traders. And they decided to trade below the, where the fort is. And then they become abandoned, meaning people who are living down the fancy Azi. Why people will say Kumasi? If you are to be fancy, we become Kumasi. Thing. Uh -huh. Kumasi. So Azi means Asi. Okay. So that's why you have Takrazi. Uh. Takrazi means Takra trees under. Okay. Where the Takra tree is. Okay. But if we're to be Asanti, so, the, the, so Takra is not Takra, it's Takrazi. Takrazi. So the anglicization is Takradi. Tadi. You see, uh -huh. if we're to be a country, it will be Takrazi. But Fantis will say oh, Takrazi. Okay. So Abanzi, if we also be in Asanti, it would have been Abansi. Abanasi. So this is Abanzi. People below the fort. Fort in Akan means Aban. Okay. Uh -huh. So the people who are living there are people who live below the abandoned. So are there any serious forts in Abanze? Yes. Uh, so they, they are the people who are now living directly under the, the fort. And they have become a town with their own chief. Those amalgamated group of people. Okay. But the land itself there is owned by the chief of OT, who is also an Aboriginal AT. The land itself. So back in the day, when they go to sea and water, the chief of OT will come and take his share of the from all the, yes that proof is auto uh, is over the land wow. that is aboriginality over the land so those were the people so you hear ck man used to say commentina banzi so you see there's a lagoon that serves as a boundary between abanzi and Komanti. when you are driving you just look on your left side and right side you see there's a small lagoon so the lagoon commentis were there before the Abandoned scheme, but that ecosystem also provided fish, the fish needs wow. for all the people in the both community, and they were claiming all of them were claiming autochony over, over the, the over the that resources, I mean, and that led to their fight. So when they fight, when you ask them what caused two brethren from both sides to fight, they cannot even explain themselves, and wow. it was about the resource scarce. Wait, when you show. move from Abanze towards Anumabo. Is there any town you pass through or you get straight So you get to Eja, and the Eja is divided. Eja number one, number two, and number three. Eja? Eja. So Eja is the place where when the 
uh, Aboriginal ATs used to stay there. So this town, it, it, that is where people like Miles, uh, Miles Abedus, uh, how do you call it? Uh, oh, this Chief Justice, uh, former uh, Supreme Court judge, CF from Benjamin, that is where they come from. So the Hefrons, including um, um, Zimbabwe former president, what's the name? Mugabe's wife, Sally Hefron, that is our community. Exactly. So they produce a lot. Kuntu Blancin also comes from the famous Gold Coaster. So that's what it's part of Anomabo. It's, uh, it's part of Anomabo now. So when the Fantis were there, they left their people mm -hmm. there and then they moved to Oninatazi, which developed to become the Anomabo town. So the people they left because so they left them behind. So the people left behind.